It's time to watch your favorite TV program. Hit record on your VHS player. Tune in your NES and join Alan Price and Chris Vint with their views as we deploy Operation RetroShock. Have you ever experienced that one defining moment in life? That extraordinary event that captures your heart and lives in your soul until the day you die. For these men and women, WrestleMania is that moment. A 20-foot ring of canvas and steel is their stage and their battlefield. For some, it feels like home. Once inside these ropes, a moment can last for a lifetime. The reward for success can be great, but the price of failure is always devastating. It is on this grand stage called WrestleMania, where dreams become reality, athletes forge legacies, mortals become legends. And now, Sour Skittles presents Operation RetroShock. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 27 of Operation Retroshock, our Wrestlemania special. I'm Alan Price and alongside me, as always, unluckily for me, is... Victomanias running worldwide, Alan, let me tell you something. Right here then. Uh, yes, it feels weird saying it again, but this is our Wrestlemania special. <laughs> we are a year on, well, a year minus a week. Uh, 24 episodes on if you want to get... Well, no, no. It's, it was our third episode, so we're... Uh, this is episode... Twi- well, sorry, yes. 24 <laughs> plus 3. That's never good for me. God, um, buff. But we're pretty it's much... You're all... Don't... Oh, shut your face, man. <laughs> and there's going to be Roman numerals and WrestleMania... It's going to be WrestleMania 4, according to Alan. Oh, dear. Um, but, uh, yes, it's our WrestleMania special. It feels really odd to be doing this again. Um, so, well tell you basically what the general gist of this show is going to be uh in this first segment what we're going to do is me and chris are going to go over our predictions from wrestlemania 26 yes i got that one right i've actually what i've actually done is got the episode three and got the little audio bit from the end of us uh rounded up so we can't say yes we said this and then people say you didn't so um then we can see we we're just really lucky the fact that at the end of that segment uh, in the last year's show I went blah, 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 right through an entire yeah. list of what we predicted so it meant we didn't have to listen <laughs> to the entire show not that we're saying that episode was published <laughs> or anything like that just made it handy that Chris had could just go and I don't like listening to our earlier episodes it was good people enjoyed that episode Okie doke, so we're going to kick off obviously with our predictions from WrestleMania 26, then in our second segment of the show we're going to be joined by the guys from TWS, and then in our third segment it'll be back to just us, and uh, we'll be then doing our predictions for this year's WrestleMania. I hope I do better. Simple as this? Simple as that. Simple as that. So, we shall get going, and start looking through 
the predictions from last year. So we started our prediction with this is how we well no this wasn't how we it thought card was going to play no. out just the way we started discussing them it wasn't really it was a case of I kind of just went backwards and it would have been second match <laughs> I went back, like backwards and forwards yeah. so it is so so what we've got here the first match on the list here is Rey Mysterio versus CM Punk obviously this match was quite funny in the fact that Ray Ray's jumper stand didn't work for him <laughs> Because CM Punk was out in the ring and Ray's music was going, and you're just like, where's Ray? Where's Ray? Where's Ray? He still wasn't there after like a minute or two minutes. Then you just see him appear out of nowhere, having climbed up the side of the stage, and like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> um, obviously, CM Punk still had the Straight Edge Society. It feels so weird now that it's like Straight Edge Society's been gone, Punk's been on his own, Punk's got his hair shaved, and then he's come back and he's now with, well, you wouldn't call it the Nexus anymore because they've all got punts to the head, basically, so it's now just. CM Punk on his own again. CM Punk. CM Punk, I like that one. So in this match, we both predicted that Rey Mysterio would win, mm-hmm. and we were both correct. I don't remember watching about this match in all honesty. It was an okay wee match, but it would have I would have expected better between the two at a wrestle. Jelly baby. That's how interested Chris is is going to find a jelly baby. Oh no, sorry, I thought you meant because well, we're talking about Rey Mysterio jumping being jelly baby. All right, okay. So we both got a point for that one. Woohoo! Second match on Chris's list, uh, I'm sure last year's WrestleMania didn't go like this, was Taker <laughs> HBK. We actually thought that was going to open WrestleMania. Yeah. It's that rubbish, you know. I thought it was going to be such a rubbish match. Yeah, not really. Um, we both predicted Taker. Fair to say that uh, that was indeed the case. I do remember this match and just remember the end of it, you know. Well, basically, I remember the fact that we went and watched this WrestleMania at a friend's house and we talked through 90% of WrestleMania until this match came on. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I don't remember a great deal about it, yeah. to be honest with you. But um, it seems to be since WrestleMania 24 and, you know, with Ric Flair retiring in inverted commas, then they seem to think, here, that gives you a big, like, ovation thing. And then, you know, like, obviously... Sean did it that year and it seems to be a case of Triple H is going to do it this year you know like if he can't get the streak then he can't get anything which means that he may retire so oh, it could be yes that means that Wrestlemania could be his last appearance I'm going to cry I'm not no neither am I really I'm not that worried <laughs> <laughs> of course this was as obviously there's been stories of it in the past obviously with uh, Rock and Hogan not getting to finish the night at 18 mm. this did in fact close the night off so after all the titles and all yeah. this was your final match which I find really weird because we when we'd been watching 26 that night we kept saying where's Taker Sean where's Taker Sean where's yeah. Taker Sean and yeah. I kept going and kept going and kept going and we're like it's maybe going to close the show and you know you were thinking obviously HBK if he was to get beat he would be retiring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they won't close WrestleMania on a sad note. And then they went and they did. Yeah. No one way Sean would say it wasn't a sad thing. It was more just a dedication for him to have the last minutes of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But again, the whole idea of you send people home from WrestleMania wasn't really the case here. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't understand why they put it on at the end. Mm. To be honest. You know, like if they didn't If any it- match between... You know, any match at WrestleMania deserved to be last. It would be obviously Rock and Hogan, but between these two, would be HBK taking. Yeah, but you didn't do that the year before. So then, you know, like, does that mean that this year it's going to go on last because it's Taker Triple H? I nearly think 
that the reason it went on last last year was the fact that because the first one was so good, they expected the same from the second. And by all means, it was a great, great match. Mm. But it wasn't as good as the first one. No, you can never expect I, sequels to there be There was too as much hype to it. Original. Oh, yeah, totally. Everybody just was like, oh, we're going to get the exact same brilliant you know, quality of match. It didn't happen. You know, it was... You know, you would still call it a five-star match, but it's a case of it was just that wee bit less than uh, the year prior because obviously Undertaker didn't nearly break his neck. <laughs> um, our th- our third match on our list was the triple threat match. Again, it feels weird this being so long ago now. It's, you know, seems so much has went on in the year. Uh, was Orton, Ted DiBiase, and Cody Rhodes? Whoa! I only smoking mirrors. Oh, he's, ch- he's changed his theme music to like a really dull version of it. Fuck no! Because he's all like, oh, that- he's not like, oh, I'd be ugly and under a mask. I used to like that music too. Uh, don't worry, you can still play it in your iPod. That's alright, but. This is nearly like the John Morrison and Miz situation right here. So it is in that this was the breaking up of Legacy. Mm-hmm. And everybody was saying, Ted will go on and be the star. Yeah. And Cody will fade into the background and mm-hmm. become like a mini gold dust. Whereas it's kind of been the opposite in that Ted hasn't went and got a stupid gimmick or anything like that. He's got a, you know, you know like a super hot thing on his arm. He's got Maurice on his arm, yeah. but he has just he's failed to shift up gears yeah whereas Cody became dashing Cody Rhodes got a whole brand new demeanour and character to mm-hmm. him showed he has the charisma showed he has what you need to get to the top yeah well, it comes to something that whenever Cody is in and we'll touch on this later on is in one of the best build ups to Wrestlemania courtesy mm-hmm. of him and Rey Mysterio whereas Ted DiBiase is Nowhere. Ted DiBiase will be in the pre-WrestleMania Dark Battle Royal. That'll be that'll be Ted's height this year, and it's, <laughs> it's it is a disgrace. It really is a disgrace because sure, I remember months ago they were about to put Ted and Daniel Bryan in a feud for the U.S. title because Ted gave the million dollar title back to his dad, saying, "I want to earn my own gold. Mm-hmm. I don't want your hand me downs." And that was them planning the start of the thing with Daniel Bryan, and it just didn't happen. And now Daniel Bryan went and got jobbed out to Sheamus for some random reason there last week. I hate Daniel Bryan's music. <laughs> <laughs> he irritates me. But in this match, uh, I predicted Randy Orton. You predicted Ted DiBiase. That's again going with what we expected Ted <laughs> to come. And he was wrong. I was right. I was with. I got Orton, so I went ahead three points to two. Next match on our list is Triple H Sheamus. Can I just say, folks, before the end of this here, that um, Alan Price was the one editing this, so some clever editing may have gone on to ensure him getting more points, but regardless, carry on. No, you're not. You're joking. <laughs> Wise up. Uh, next match was Triple H Sheamus. You sure shall meet your microphone. He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably just edit me out of this podcast and be Alan talking to himself. We both predicted Triple H in this match, which, of course, we... Is that right, fella? Ah, it is. Um, but again, another individual that so much went for him in 2015. Yeah, no, it's like and then who, 2011 just went tits up for him. Yeah, it's like who, whose cornflakes you, have you urinated in? You know, like it's just a real a real MVP kind of, you know, really? n- not as in, you know, most value, but Montel mm-hmm. Fontaine's Porter. The fact that he was on a losing streak for so long, for like 20, uh, 26 on matches, mm-hmm. and then Seamus has been on the same kind of run as well, you know. I think, he was, on a, I think he was around <laughs> about 10 and 0 losses mm-hmm. 
you know, losses to win this year. And then, again, like I said, he just randomly jobs Daniel Bryan in a match. And then he goes and beats Kofi Kingston on, Smack- oh, oh, oh. on SmackDown as well. Kofi Kingston's another one who's on a scary losing streak, so he is. He's, like, I don't think he's won a match since he flipping won the United, not the United States, the Intercontinental title. He's been doing really, really bad. He's another one who took a nosedive of a push. That's, mm. you know, obviously he didn't do something that Randy Orton liked or something like that in there. <laughs> oh, 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 he probably did that. Because he was uh, going to be going for the main event there, and then it just went flat on his face. <laughs> but like him coming in the elimination chamber <laughs> and flat on your face. Uh, our fifth match on our list was, again, it feels so long ago, but Showmiz versus Morrison and R-Truth. We completely messed up in this one, which we both went for Morrison and R-Truth, which at the time it completely pointed towards. Yeah. Um, and you would have thought this is... With the interference from it. Daniel Bryant. <laughs> yes, that's what we said. We said interference from Daniel Bryan. Uh Obviously that didn't happen, and this was—I think this was the shortest match on Mania, pretty much. Yeah, probably. Will so be. it was. I think this was only about four or five minutes at most, because uh, this. this, nah, cause this, didn't, was, they this finish, didn't they finish with Big Show punching somebody through the ropes? I think it was something. And then like, uh, pinned them. It was something along those lines. Yeah. But again, this is the thing now: is a year on, we'll have Miz, who's the WWE champion, who's going in. To the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, I have no doubts that Miz and Cena is going to be the main event of this year's WrestleMania simply because of the Rock's involvement. And mm. in this, it's there's no other way it cannot be in Mania uh, main event. So it's really odd. He's going from opening match to more than likely one of the last matches. Yeah, whether Earth. whether the Rock as the host decides to don a striped jersey and come out to referee, since it will be talking smack about him. Mm, but we will talk about that later. So we were both wrong in that match, so our points remained <coughs> both remained at four to three. Uh, then we had next was Brett versus Vince, which we cluster pre- muck. which we predicted would be a cluster muck, and indeed it was a cluster muck. Yes, Brett technically won, but it was <laughs> indeed a cluster muck of absolutely everything going. I paid off all your family, like oh yeah, that was the worst part of it. You're just like, oh, why? <laughs> Um, we're not going to add any points to yourselves here for this match, but we were right. No, we were both right. We should both get a point. No, it's just it doesn't count because it, was it wasn't even a proper match, in my opinion. <laughs> Next, we had Money in the Bank on our list, uh, which was Sheldon Benjamin, Jack Swagger, MVP, Matt Hardy, Christian Drew, Evan Bourne, and Kofi Kingston. Christian Drew, Evan Bourne. <laughs> of which Juan, a two, a three are no longer with the company, that being Shelton, MVP, and Matt Hardy. Shelton uh, being released shortly after Mania, and MVP and Matt Hardy getting their respective releases granted. Um, Swagger obviously won this one. We had predicted Christian. (laughs) Um, I think it's pretty much like that nearly every year for people. I think it's pretty much safe to say that nobody would have predicted Jack Swagger to win this at all. And obviously, the memory for all of those who watched Wrestling Alive <laughs> was the fact that Jack Swagger took about two minutes to lift the briefcase down. And you just see Kofi Kingston looking up like that and just like, right, Kofi, you're looking at him, so can you not obviously go and get him or anything? No. Not happen. It did not happen. And then he was another one who his push was promptly sweeped out from under his feet. 
booked as an awful champion and then lost the belt. Poo poo. Um, Batista versus Cena is our next match. If I remember correctly, we both said we wanted Batista to win, but we knew Cena would win, so we protected Cena. Yeah. Um, and indeed, that was the case, so we both got a point there, which pushed us up 5-4. to four. Um, Again, not much I can really remember from this match, because, <clears throat> no. wasn't it, this, was, this stemmed back from, of course, the whole time that Batista par... Well, caught Cena yeah. mid-air. Cena was going for like his leg drop from the top rope, and then Batista caught him and like powerbombed him into the yeah. mat and wrecked Cena's neck. Apparently so. Um, yay, Batista. He's <laughs> like, yay, we have Cena-free TV for a while. And then that was... Was that the one that Cena just decided to come back early from? Or was that the one... No, Cena came back early from Ken Anderson's injury. But it gave him... Uh, was the time Anderson... What was it, DDT'd him on the table or something like that? Yeah, because that's whenever then he came back to the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was the year before. That's correct, yes. And then our final match on our list was Chris Jericho, who we actually interviewed after this. It was like, (laughs) amazing. Um, And the rated R superstar. Just adjust your balls there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Edge. Um, I predicted Jericho. Chris predicted Edge. And again, we predicted some sort of interference in this match based <laughs> on our prediction for the Money in the Bank because we predicted... Chris Just to let you know, folks, whenever we're talking about Mania 27, I'm not going for any interference and there's going to be crap loads of it. No yeah, doubt. there probably will be. That'll probably all happen. But we predicted that Christian would win Money in the Bank and then at the end of the night... Um, yeah, he would cash that in. If I thought... Uh, like Jericho would win and then ca- then Christian would cash and you thought Edge would win and then Christian would cash and it'd be like shock horror yeah. Christian's crashing in on Edge um, but again that didn't happen but nonetheless we got our predictions cr- well I got my predictions <laughs> sorry who would win the match which yeah both got our predictions correct with bo- yeah it was a double count <laughs> um, I got Jericho and Chris picked Edge so I would win I win I win 6.4 Epic wins. Yay! No. Chris is just completely annoyed in the corner now. Well, anyway. Yeah. Right, well, anyway, so uh, we're going to go to a break and play some fun retro commercials. And we're going to talk to the guys from Total Wrestling Show about their WrestleMania memories uh-huh. and our WrestleMania memories as well. They're not being invaded. It's not happening. Not on my watch. You don't have you don't have a watch on. You don't watch on my laptop. The clock. That's a clock. It's not a watch. God, this is like where my laptop on my arm. <laughs> this is like a, the hat and cap debate. Anyway, see you after the break, folks. This this break, man. Now. You're listening to a podcast on PopCultureNetwork.com. Be sure to head on over to the site at www.PopCultureNetwork.com to check out more podcasts and videos featuring toys, comic books, video games, and all the things you love. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Pop Culture Network store, where everything you purchase helps to keep us producing. 
Just head over to popculturenetwork.com and click on store. Most people have the wrong impression about the World Wrestling Federation. We're a nonviolent form of entertainment. As athletes, we understand the importance of being positive role models. We're good at wholesome family entertainment. We're trying to make the world a better place for mankind. WWF Attitude. Get it? What's up, folks? You are listening to Operation Retro Shock with crazy cool Chris Vent and awfully awesome Alan Price. If one of your favorite retro memories happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then by all means, check out Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk on PopCultureNetwork.com. Every week we get reacquainted with old friends from the original Playmates TMNT toy line. Fab Four fans, new and old, won't be sorry for checking it out. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, and you can only find it on PopCultureNetwork.com. It's true. Hey, think die, kid. You people have to be honored to have a man of intensity, integrity, and intelligence among you. Yes, I'd like a room, please. Sorry, no vacancy. Oh, that's okay. I'll take theirs. Ah, here come my fans. Prepare to lay the SmackDown in the all-new Hell in a Cell or in a high-flying ladder match. WWF SmackDown 2. Know your role for the PlayStation game console. You think you got what it takes, Jabroni? I love this place. Rated T for Teen. What's the greatest WrestleMania moment ever? To me, the biggest WrestleMania moment in history is, without a doubt, beyond a shot of a doubt, WrestleMania 10, WrestleMania 6, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, WrestleMania 3. I mean, you're talking about 25 years. The first WrestleMania was such a mind-boggling thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan vs. Under the Giant, WrestleMania 3. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Everybody that lived and breathed was a Hulk Hogan fan. I rooted for Under the Giant. WrestleMania 4, when Macho Man became the World Heavyweight Champion. Going to WrestleMania 6 and seeing Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and feeling the electricity that was in that building that day. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. That ladder match was just so innovative. For the first time ever at a WrestleMania, a ladder match. No, no, no! Oh! Brett versus Owen. Every single WrestleMania that I've been in, Rock and Hogan, two icons facing each other. I think it all Stone Cold's great matches. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Iron Man match. WrestleMania 12, the first WWE Championship. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. Hello everybody and welcome back from the break. Uh, and uh, we have a special group of gentlemen. Yeah, an evasion apparently. An yeah. evasion, yes. Evasion, invasion, I don't know exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I will pass you over to them and let them introduce themselves to you. Go ahead guys. Okay, thanks Alan and Chris. Well, I'm Andy Evans from Total Wrestling Show. Um, I've also got the rest of the TWS uh, team with us. Hi, I'm Dan Barnstall, one of the co-hosts. 
and Steve Grieve, another co-host for the awesome Total Wrestling Show. So you got three out of four. That's oh, that's okay. That's all right. See, even if with an invasion, your numbers already dwindled. You know, invasions happen. No, I'm coming out. Still, wait, still, wait. It's still a handicap match, though, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. We'll you crack on with the questions then. So, um, Andy, I'll direct this to you first of all. Um, obviously, the Hall of Fame is an integral part now of WrestleMania season. Who is one person for you that isn't inducted in the Hall of Fame um, that you would like to see in there? You know, that's, that's a really tricky question, but I think we've discussed this on TWS Live. Miss Elizabeth, for me, um, and the Macho Man Randy Savage, as a pairing, would be fantastic in the Hall of Fame because they're just two legends that don't get the credit in WWE that they quite rightly deserve for whatever reason. Um, but you couldn't induct Savage without inducting Liz and vice versa. You couldn't induct Liz without... In the inducting Savage as well and now maybe that both parties are on a bit of a, an even keel Savage in WWE we may see that either next year or a year after Dan? Mine's probably similar to Andy to be honest I think you know Liz and Matcha Man both are icons within the industry and haven't been inducted and, and should be um there's a realm of thought and a, and, a, and a big kind of movement in the internet wrestling community community for Bruno's Bruno San Martino, who hasn't been inducted either. But he won't accept it, though. But he won't accept it. But, you know, there's a bit of back and forth between him and Vince, so who knows? But I think if, if, when you think of who's not in the Hall of Fame, I totally agree with Andy on this one. The Macho Man, every step of the way. Steve? Yeah, I was going to say, there's one more name, and I think it was meant to happen last year and it didn't, and that would be the Honky Tonk Man. I'd love to see him in the Hall of Fame. I don't get this. The longest ever <laughs> champion. He had the moves, he's got the voice, he's got the music. He had the moves. He oh, he's got the moves. <laughs> he's got the wiggle. The wiggle. Oh, oh, Dusty oh. Rhodes can get to the Hall of Fame with a wiggle. Oh, oh, DDP driving the pink cat like, that's right. <laughs> get DDP <laughs> done, Dr. Honky Tonk. in the Hall of Fame before the Honky Tonk Man. Well, Hector Guerrero could go in, I suppose, couldn't he? Oh, oh, that's the gobbledygooker. I mean, Chris... Oh. Sorry to turn this around, but your shoe, but what do you think about Drew Carey going in the Hall of Fame? Oh, my God, don't even start me on that <laughs> nonsense. Hello, I'll appear on uh, Royal Rumble 2001, and then I'll eliminate myself, and then I'll get inducted. No, there's far more deserving celebrities out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, induct Kid Rock, and then he'll probably just overrun, and then somebody else <laughs> won't actually get inducted then. You know, even do that, but far more deserving people than him. They did uh, a very good video package on Raw when they were inducting Drew Carey and it made, made them him look like he eliminated the Hardy Boys from that rumble. Oh, the way they actually did the, the Hardys going over the top rope and Drew just standing there. Yeah. It actually made it look like the, he eliminated both Hardy Boys. Mind you, based on their career, he did a better job than Jeff. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> He's in the Hall of Fame and Jeff's not likely to be in there. Oh, yeah, the one thing I'm going to jump in with before I even mention the person I think should be in the Hall of Fame is in terms of this whole Drew Carey malarkey that's going on is the fact of he gets his video package on Raw, but Bullet Bob Armstrong doesn't. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that is just a disgrace to one of the true veterans of the wrestling industry. Uh, just because Road Dogg spoiled it six hours before Raw went on the air. Because so we covered this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, when it was announced that it wasn't even announced on Raw or SmackDown. No, it's WWE.com. Yeah. So they were clearly annoyed at the Road Dogg for mouthing off on Twitter um, that his father was going in on the Hall of Fame. Well, who's your pick? Well, uh, mine's much like Andy. It's Macho Man that has to be one of the biggest names out there, along with the likes of Elizabeth that hasn't actually been put in this Hall of Fame yet. Obviously, you can say you know there is others out there, but I think the one that a lot of people would most like to see would be Macho Man. 
Well, my pick is somebody that Macho Man had a good feud with, and that's Jake the Snake Roberts. That now that is a really good pick. I'm kicking myself for not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, everyone's saying Macho Man. I'm going, my pick's safe. Nobody said it yet. But <laughs> for me, you know, like give, you know, like fair enough. The guys had personal demons and stuff, you know, like. But then again, a lot of the wrestlers have had. Um, but just an all-round great performer, one of the best talkers. His as. Um, DVD, his autobiography DVD that WWE did was absolutely fantastic. And then just hearing Hector um, from the Spanish Knights table talking that, you know, like he used to party with Jake and he go like, Jake, Jake, we're going to die if we don't stop doing drugs. And just <laughs> the amount of things that Jake the Snake got up to. But for me, just one of the all-time great performances. And one that didn't get the, the world championship strap, very much like Roddy Piper, but um, just for me, one of the one of the best ones. Just throwing a name out there. What do you guys think of Rick Rude? Oh yeah, I mean he's total. Either Rick Rude or Owen Hart as well. Yeah, but Owen Hart is a is one I think again that a lot of especially more recent wrestling fans would say. Yeah, yeah. If you put Brett in there, you should have Owen. What about as a discussion point for the Hall of Fame? I think we've briefly mentioned this before. Is the fact that we're we're looking at names now and. You know, a lot of the time when we look at names for Hall of Fame, we're looking at who achieved the most, who won the most titles, who won the most tournament, who got the most known. That's not necessarily the, the, the be or an end of going into the Hall of Fame. I would have thought the Hall of Fame would be something that would be represented by the length of time and, and you, that you gave the business and, and what, you know, your own input into the business as well. Not necessarily, you know, I was world champion five times. I mean, the longevity. Yeah. The, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Say, like Coco Beware, who's in the Hall of Fame, which was one that I didn't really understand personally. Um, but look at another way Vince's father's chauffeur's in the Hall of Fame really? yep oh yeah <laughs> never done see BDP is a natural fit now now we've yeah. got a chauffeur ah! got another one there we go oh man yeah. can, come, can come out <laughs> Andy <laughs> oh dear yeah. uh, well, got the list of Hall of Fame he's in there Oh dear. Well, our next question is, and I'll direct this over to you, Dan. First of all, is who is your favourite person that is currently in the Hall of Fame? Wow. Um, I know it's a hard. It is a hard one. You, you can look back, and I think I think it's, it's too general a question because you can go for someone simple like Austin. You know, who, who from you know from the generation of growing up and watching wrestling for the Attitude Era was probably an icon that everyone can connect with. And then you look back to like lesser-known people, and I'm going to include Coco Beware in that. You know, if you look back in the old school, in the old school days in the territories, he was a big name, um, junkyard dog. Yeah, it's, it's the same name. You know, those kind of people. But I think if you're going to go for a name that just stands out across the board, um, who kind of transitions and transcends both generations, I think you're going to say Ric Flair. Mm. Putting aside his current TNA shenanigans, one of their web. Yeah, I'm trying to be polite because I don't know whether you guys swear on your show. <laughs> no, we don't. We try our best. Well, we do, but then it bleeps out, so it saves Alan editing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and save Alan's editing time. Um, you know, if, if you just look at his career up to today, up to that Hall of Fame induction, that guy deserved to be in there. Yeah. It could be that he is now kind of urinated all over it <laughs> since he's gone back into TNA and done the Hogan tour in wrestling, but I think if you're looking at someone who transcends that icon, I'm, I will put him above Hogan. Oh yeah, in transcending that kind of iconic status from a wrestling point of view. If you're talking outside of wrestling as well, then you've got to say Hogan. Yeah. Cool. Steve, what about you? Uh, do you know what? I was looking down the list the other day, and one of the names that really, really jumped out at me was Classy Freddie Blassie. 
mm. who's in, I think for his his dedication to the business and the fact that we covered WrestleMania 15 and he does the opening video for WrestleMania so 15 as well. So is that a posh well. way of saying the name, Classy Freddy Blassie? Yeah. <laughs> that's because I was posh, was isn't it? Was he class? <laughs> he, he was a different class. He was a completely different class, a completely different level from any other nice superstar saying. in the Hall of Fame. So yeah, my pick for one of my favourites would be that. Also, I quite like the fact that Greg Ham Valentine's in there as well because I think he did a lot of stuff that was unappreciated in the business. Really, and that I think that a lot of people didn't really realise he was doing, and he put a lot of stars over. Which is again, what I, going back to that point of saying, what is it they've given to the business, not necessarily how much they've won. And he helped with a lot of stars coming through at that time as well. I thought you'd go for the Iron Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look could kill. <laughs> what about you, Andy? Uh, it's really difficult to narrow it down to one. I've got three. Can I, can I do three? Yeah, sure, go for it. No, uh, say no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, it has to be the hitman Bret Hart. Even though he was uncomfortable to appear at WrestleMania, uh, you know, the legendary Bret the Hitman Hart, the excellence of execution due to go in there, um, is definitely the best one. I think also, uh, Shawn Michaels and Tammy Sitch were unbelievable talents and fully deserving of going in the Hall of Fame. Sean definitely over Sonny, but Sonny just for the fact that she was the the first diva of wrestling and, and just an all-round good talent. She deserves to be in there. My favourite. Nice one. Chris? Well, Hulk Hogan for me. Uh, me being... Oh, no, don't... Oh, me. <laughs> um, Hulk Hogan for me being... Um, obviously, a lot of people would as we've just heard Ric Flair over Hulk Hogan I've always been a huge Hulk Hogan fan you know and Steve Austin as well but another one would be Bobby the Brain Heenan that guy is just hilarious and his DVD just cracks me up even watching the special features on that with him and Grill Monsoon at like the like the uh, zoo thing was just absolutely hilarious and that <laughs> man thoroughly deserved to get in in there it's a shame that he's ill now and you know like we can't see him on the announce table because that would be perfect to bring him back for Wrestlemania just <laughs> him to sit there with like uh, Josh Matthews and maybe Booker T or JBL say but uh, those would be two of my picks anyway nice one uh, for me, and this is probably not a surprise to many people out there, but I'm going to be saying Ted DiBiase Sr. Um, that man, is he's up there again with the likes of Roddy Piper, one of the best not to technically win the world title of any sort. He tried to buy it, but it didn't play off. Um, but had the mouth, had the in-ring gear, or, well, in-ring gear, in-gear uh, moves and all that sort of stuff, but it's just one of those things that you wonder was he someone who actually ever would have needed the main title because obviously he had his million dollar title and all that sort of stuff and that played out okay for him mm -hmm. but he is one that definitely definitely deserved to be in the Hall of Fame and you never know we could see Virgil in years to come <laughs> yippee <laughs> oh, <laughs> the yep. most epic generic music ever no, uh, just, Chris, just talking about Virgil, there's an epic picture that's been going around um, for years now of a convention in the UK where um, Virgil had nobody at the queue. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sat there and someone just feels really sorry for him and goes over and asks him for an autograph and he looked genuinely pleased but this photo is just Virgil sat at the autograph signing table and apparently he'd been there for hours. And oh. nobody... Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Steve, I'll direct this to you. Um, is the run-up to WrestleMania from the Royal Rumble the best build-up in wrestling? Is it what we actually look forward to year on year? 
Definitely. I mean, it, it was interesting this year because it started at Royal Rumble, where generally you can start to pick things for Mania from about Survivor Series time. So for the cards to be kept so close to their chest this year, to the point where they really didn't start releasing anything from the Royal Rumble onwards and really maintained themselves from the Elimination Chamber, was like a different direction for WWE to go in on their road to WrestleMania. It's definitely something I look forward to. It's nice to see them, that they start mixing the shows just for that short period of time. And you get matches that you wouldn't ordinarily see on your build-up as well because of the brand split. So it kind of, it loses the brand split, but you get to see those matches that you want to see on telly. So I definitely look forward to it. And I love the fact that they've done it in such a different, a different way, a different style to the normal build-up to WrestleMania. Okay, Andy? I've got to agree with Steve there. I think the road to WrestleMania is something very special every year, and it's those three or four months, however long it is, where you can genuinely see WWE creatives step it up a gear, you know, if you're going to keep that road analogy. They definitely put it into full throttle, and you get some of the best storylines coming out of this period. It's just a shame that creative can't usually keep it up uh, post-WrestleMania for the rest of the year. But, you know, a bit like Steve said from the Royal Rumble, where you see that... 40-man over-the-top rope battle royal or whatever it's going to be from now. <laughs> you know, you sometimes you can generally pick out who's going to headline, and other times you can't. And I just think it's it's a great build-up. And But the one thing you always know, The Undertaker is going to be in a match. True. Dan? I think the... Is it, is it the biggest build in, in wrestling? I think the road to lockdown's bigger, isn't it? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, oh, God. Um, no, in all seriousness, I, I, I get... This isn't... I was talking to a friend the other night who's a completely non-wrestling fan and we're saying how busy we are the next couple of weeks the number of shows we've got coming up I mean this crossover show being a prime example you know people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans get into it now in this like this three month period and it's just an excitement it's something, in, something almost untangible but you feel it in the air it's, it's great it's the, 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 the roars and smackdowns get more interesting the wrestlers seem to be more into it. The fans are more into it. Mm. The, the problem is, as Andy quite rightly pointed out, literally after WrestleMania, you go, you're, you're downhill. And yeah. even by SummerSlam, you're still on that kind of lower peak, in my opinion. But I, I like it. I, I think this year it has been a little bit slow. I do like it to get going at Survivor Series. I like them to tease kind of what the main event could be or start putting wheels in motion. And I think that has been lacking this year, in my opinion. The only story you could say they probably have done that with is the Lawler and Cole match. I think even though it's been kind of slowly dragging, what they have done is brought out all the big guns, and that's made it feel um, a lot more bigger than what it is and definitely made up for not starting it at Survivor Series. I mean, like the return of The Rock, Austin, Stratus. Booker it, T. Booker T. It's definitely, you know, really made it feel bigger than what it is. And even though doing only a three-month build-up, where normally you get five, it feels like it's been going since Survivor Series, and that, I think, is a good thing. I definitely have to agree that uh, I love the fact of number one that the brands effectively merge because you know it lets you go back and you think oh well this is what it was like a bit you know attitude here but it's I agree with the fact that it gets those who maybe used to watch wrestling and like don't know don't don't know well yes you um, but gets them back in and I've had a lot of friends who are very very you know they know about wrestling probably used to watch it when they were much much younger mm -hmm. but especially with the reappearance of a certain Mr. Dwayne Johnson has had 10 times more people contact me because they know I'm still really into wrestling yeah. because he's reappeared and obviously he's been a key part to this build up to Wrestlemania it is the biggest thing in wrestling 
but it has been, like the guys have said, a wee bit slow because obviously Edge and Del Rio has only got going really the last handful of weeks because mm-hmm. Edge was off doing completely separate thing and Del Rio was just wandering out and doing his promos. What about you, Chris? Uh, well, yeah, um, as you know, I've been out of love with wrestling for the last wee while and it's only really at the Royal Rumble that I kind of start watching it again. And then listening to some um, wrestling show, I don't know what it's called. Apparently it's uh, the most interactive wrestling show ever, so <laughs> I, I don't know. Make of that what you will. You that know. was a total wrestling show, surely, isn't it? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we <laughs> should promote that at the end. Good thinking. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show, sure. Um, so yeah, the likes of that, and then um, watching the likes of Royal Rumble, and then seeing The Rock come back, and then seeing Austin come back, and then seeing Triple H come back, and then you're going... Is this like 1999 or is this 2011? You know, like all these big players are coming back and it's refreshing to see them. Fair enough, none of them are actually, well, apart from Triple H, you know, like The Rock isn't really wrestling. I'm just wondering whether he's going to don a zebra-striped um, top to referee the Cena and Miz match. Who knows? But um, talking of the current WrestleMania, Andy, what was the first WrestleMania that you actually watched and from that WrestleMania, what is the one match that stands out from that? Well, because I'm an old man, the um, <laughs> that I actually ever watched was WrestleMania three from 1987 in Pontiac, Michigan. And thought, uh, I, thought I feel young. <laughs> <laughs> Even I feel young, and that's a bonus. Woohoo! Push it. Um, <laughs> the the match that really stands out is not Hogan Andre. Like I think what everybody would think about that pay per view, it's Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage. I mean. That match, which went, what, 20, 25 minutes, I think? About that. Can still, today, stand the test of time. And if you put that up against any modern-day wrestling match, it would knock its socks off. Absolutely. It's a tremendous, tremendous match. But the whole pay-per-view, from being in that big arena in the in the Silverdome, um, to looking at the crowd, to seeing a very young Vince McMahon come out and say, you know, we're live at WrestleMania, and then Gene Oakland doing the indoor attendance record... It's still, to this day, watching it now, sends goosebumps down your spine. Utterly unbelievable. It will never be repeated again. Never. Uh, Steve? Oh, jump to me next. Uh, my, <laughs> my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 6. Um, I'd been watching... I was brought up with wrestling. Both my parents absolutely loved it. So the first time I really sat down and watched it was kind of the weeks leading up to WrestleMania 6 and the pay-per-view itself. Um... So that was kind of a nice introduction. You know, we've said before it was kind of like cartoony. It was very aimed at my my age range at the time, to be honest. I was eight, I think, eight or nine. I don't want to age myself too much. Uh, <laughs> and it was, kind of, it was kind of aimed at my age range because of the cartoon-like characters that were being put out on show. So for me at that age, that was a great introduction. That's one that really doesn't stand the test of time, unfortunately, uh, compared against today's product now. But for the time, I, it was great, and it was a really nice way for, for me to be introduced into WWE, as it is now. Dan? Um, for those of you that <laughs> listen to the Total Wrestling Show, your, my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 9. Oh, dear goodness. Uh, I feel so sorry for you. I'm so sorry. What's even more ironic is I'm actually the oldest team member as well, and I, I, <laughs> I, I, I probably started later. Um, I have seen all the WrestleManias since then, but... Um, yeah, WrestleMania 9 I watched, um, and I remember at the time thinking this was unbelievable. Um, Lee Bird. No, no, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I couldn't go over it. My favourite match from the show, I think, um, 
it probably is the opening match. Shawn Michaels versus Tatonka um, for the IC title. Does it stand the test of time, though? Yeah. In my opinion, that match does. The only match on that card that does is that one. If you watch it back, you know, the, some of the moves they were doing were impressive. You know, they had top rope arm drags and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't something you rarely see nowadays, um, apart from the big events. So I think, yes, Shawn Michaels proved he was Mr. WrestleMania in that match. And to be fair, Tonka showed... To, to, sorry, to, to Tonka... <laughs> showed he could stand with him so yeah crap pay-per-view um, <laughs> um, but that was the one match that stood out Alan I think it's going to put us all to shame with his first yeah. WrestleMania Alan your first <laughs> WrestleMania little baby boy yeah here, com- here comes the child <laughs> um, <laughs> what's that Brock Lesnar's tagline here comes the child yeah um, I obviously when I was younger I'd watched a lot of WCW I didn't have the greatest access to wrestling when I was young so I'd watched WCW for a good couple of years so I had so when I eventually you know found WBF at the time my first Wrestlemania was Wrestlemania 17 how, wow. how, how young am I <laughs> wow were you doing a paper at the time <laughs> <laughs> we were playing Paperboy and I was doing Paperboy <laughs> uh, but yeah it was X7 and the match that stood out of that for me Obviously, you could say there was a lot of matches that would gimmick stand Battle out. Royal. The gimmick Battle Royal, of course. Um, that, you know, could have stood out of that pay-per-view, but obviously because that was the time I got in WWF was the Attitude Era, and the two main players there were obviously Rock and Austin. So that was the match that always stands out to me from that pay-per-view. Obviously, you had TLC and all that sort of stuff on there as well. But I'll always remember because I just, I'd been watching WWF and always used to Austin being you know, the asshole and all that sort of stuff and doing whatever he wanted. And I always I went and I'd found out the background and all about him and Vince. Obviously I'd picked that up for the time I'd been watching WWF as well. But then to see him turn on everybody well, mm-hmm. to turn on the fans, yeah. Yeah. Um just would would be something for when I was that age. I wasn't you know, I wasn't too young, but it was a case of my God <laughs> What about you, Chris? WrestleMania 8 was my first pay-per-view that my dad kindly got somebody to record off Sky and put the little bands around the VHS so nobody could tape over it and wrote on it, <laughs> WrestleMania 8, Christopher's tape, do not do not touch, or something along those lines. And the person, no harm to the American listeners, actually just started whenever Shawn Michaels came down to the ring so I didn't have to um, listen to the American anthem and all that kind of stuff. But one match from that that sounds out for me... So much as I'm a Hogan fan, it's not Hogan said justice. This is Ric Flair versus the Macho Man. That was just a great match. And the first time, I think, that I actually saw blood as well, um, with Ric Flair obviously bleeding. Um, I remember the build-up to that match, that um, in the magazine it had, like... uh, Ric Flair um, posing with Elizabeth that apparently they had doctored their photo over Randy because like there was a pillow that had R on it you know for Randy instead of Rick I'm not saying Rick's Randy but you get where I'm going mm-hmm. well Ric Flair is Randy <laughs> yeah I was just going to say it's this guy walking around with like no robe or a robe and nothing else um, but that was the first match that um, stands out to me for my Wrestlemania and uh, still in my opinion still holds the test of time cool um dan what would be your biggest disappointment in wrestlemania history wrestlemania 9 <laughs> <laughs> no you said that in the last question <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um i think biggest disappointment it's, it's difficult because there have, there have been a few you could argue there's been a few times that 
people want money in the bank and you think you know there's other people you'd like to win it i think the 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 one which has kind of given the most hype and was the biggest letdown there was two in fact you've got to probably look at brock versus lesnar um, Brock fought Brock, himself. Brock, 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 Brock. <laughs> that was a disappointment. <laughs> versus Goldberg um, with Austin as referee. That was a real disappointment. But I think probably the biggest disappointment, especially in recent history, Brett versus Vince. Oh, yeah. That match just was built so much and had so much hype behind it and was just such a disappointment when you finally got to it. I think the problem also with that match was the fact we were, you know, we knew Brett wasn't in great health. We knew Vince is Vince. And all you really wanted to see was Brett do his set moves. You wanted to see him do the atomic drop, the elbow off the top rope, the kick in the stomach, the sharpshooter, and then tap out. And we didn't get that. And I think that's what was so disappointing from my point of view for that match. Overbooking. Yeah, completely. Over- overkill. Andy? Ah, oh, the biggest disappointment. Uh, apart from the entire WrestleMania 6 pay-per-view, uh, which really doesn't stand at all, um, I think I would have to go with Brett versus Sean for Mania 12. Oh, yeah, that's a good one as well, actually. It was. Just, yeah. I mean, mm. if you consider, you've got a 60-minute Iron Man match, no decisions, and then they do a very weak finish at the end where they do it overtime and yeah. a very weak super kick, and then Brett gets pinned. It was just a, it's, it's a terrible match. It would have been more exciting to have a pin and then a chase and then a catch-up and then a chase and then a catch-up and then a chase than a dominant winner like they did all the other you know Iron Man matches afterwards. But yeah, that's me, big sister. Uh Steve. Do you know, I know it's going to come to me next. <laughs> <laughs> I really haven't got... I, it's, you know, it's so difficult to pick a bad WrestleMania moment because there has been some stonkers over the time. Uh, I would have said, I know it wasn't on the main card, the gimmick back royal was awful for me. It was on the, I like that. It was on the main card. I thought yeah. it was a dark match. Take it was that on the 17th's then. main card. Okay, that I was... I like that match. It was no, awesome. Yeah. Awful. And the, uh, another back royal. <laughs> Beaver back royal from two years ago. Awful. Oh, Actually, yeah. most of 25, Awful. <laughs> I like 25. Take a Shawn Michaels immense. The rest of 25, I could have. I can quite easily never watch again. So that's probably my biggest letdown. The whole of WrestleMania 25, apart from Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Wow. wow. Vince, if you listen to this, don't do 25 again. Which <laughs> <laughs> actually links into 25, but I'll let Chris go first. Well, I would probably say I was going to say the whole of WrestleMania 10 because I just didn't like that pay per view at all. But as Steve just said. At WrestleMania 25, Triple H versus Randy Orton, that, which that was, was gonna be mine. a big, big letdown. It was just like, there was no crowd response whatsoever. And for Triple H being the ring general that he supposedly is, for me, that was one of his one of the big-time performances, big-time players' weakest performance ever. And um, he'll need to certainly do a heck of a lot this WrestleMania to redeem himself in my opinion. Yeah, I have, I have to agree with you on that one because the thing obviously we've not mentioned there obviously that followed Undertaker Sean number one um, and you could see the desperation in that, that match simply because they hit their finishers within like the first two minutes <laughs> that just tells you everything about that match. My other one, which is uh, going to be a wee bit controversial, probably is. At, <laughs> Let's at, just hear, hear if we hear any gas <laughs> from them. At the time it occurred, was absolutely fine, but based on consequences that have occurred in the last year. You ready? ready? Here it comes. Ric Flair versus HBK. Oi. Oh, I just got an oi. We didn't get a. So one of the greatest <laughs> matches in WrestleMania history. One of the greatest matches, but based on events that have occurred, one of the biggest letdowns in the point of, obviously, Ric Flair. 
Is this because he never stayed retired after the match? He never carried that angle on? He just walked straight back out and carried on wrestling? Pretty much, yeah. I can understand that. I think a lot of people have been felt let down, but then again, a man's got to make some money. Well, yes, absolutely. No, I understand that. Two, two sides of the coin. I totally understand. I think Shawn Michaels even kind of half cut a promo against Flair on his farewell at Raw, saying, you know, some people say they're going and don't, and I am going. So, Sean will be back. The right amount of money, Sean will be back. I don't think he will be. I really don't. He, he comes across as a guy who's happy in his life. He's done. He's financially, he's content. And I, I, as I, from, if you believe the stories, he's financially stable. The guy don't need to work. He's, he's happy, he's done. His body is not up for it. Yeah, true. Um, he's got a wife and kids. He's found himself. He's found his religion. You know, think about what you will. Um, I, I just can't see him come back. From what I've picked up from things he said is he'll never he'll never come back and return to the ring, but he's never ruling out coming back to the WWE in some other position. Commissioner. But, but, he, but he wants to see his kids grow up. And yeah, that worked so well last time, Commissioner, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. On his butch Okay. Um, Andy, what would be your most highly anticipated match ever, one that you just couldn't wait for? I am... Um, I was really hoping you weren't coming to me first for this one. <laughs> I love the preparation from you guys. This is immense. <laughs> no, we're always prepared. It's just this is a hard question to ask. Yeah. Um, oh Jesus! The most highly anticipated match ever. One you couldn't wait for. Um, do you know what? I'm actually going to go on a limb. WrestleMania 26, and it's Undertaker versus HBK2. And the reason for that is because of the fact WrestleMania 25 was such a big match. Part of you didn't want it to happen again because you didn't know if it was going to live up to it. But then there was that eagerness. Could they do it? Could they uh, beat what they did at 25? And I think the anticipation for that really boiled over. Um, and the other one, I think, would be Brett versus Vince. Sorry, now. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Steve, are you ready to go next? Uh, what, ready for my favourite match of WrestleMania of all time? Yes. Oh, do you know, that's so difficult because there are just... The most anticipated match, mate. Anticipated yeah. match. I apologise. I thought it was favourite. Yeah. yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't prepare for TWS live. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> most anticipated, Rock Austin. WrestleMania uh, six, uh, 17. What, Rock Austin 2? Rock Austin 2. I'm sure it was Rock Austin 2. When we had the hit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was probably brilliant. I've, I've said it loads of times as well, to be fair. Music, the video together with the music, the Limp Biscuit, My Way, the whole preparation, the big uh, will he, won't he, Triple H coming out. The Oh, do you know, that was immense. The match was good, but the, the build-up was better. And the outcome was even better. Dan? Most anticipated match... Um, Undertaker versus Mark Henry casket match. <laughs> Not Undertaker versus John Gonzalez. No, 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 no. That's, that's a close second. Said <laughs> where you. Uh, know. Uh, I, I'd actually have to agree with Steve actually, which is unusual for me and Steve to agree on something. But um, oh, yeah. I, I, the WrestleMania 17, the build-up for that Austin. Um, rock match was great. The music video, the storyline going into it, and then the heel turn, which I must admit I didn't see coming. I don't think anyone did. Um, I think if anyone no. was going to go here, it was going to be The Rock. wasn't the wasn't the greatest match from a technical standpoint, but the feel for it and the biggest, you know, and the kind of like anticipation of what the match of them, of them colliding again and where were they going to go this time. The only other one which I think comes close to it um, is Rock Hogan 
Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. It's Rock Hogan. I, well, I just well, love that match so much. Well, then I won't go on about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but that for me, it's just like the, just like the build up to it, the Rock and Hogan in the ring, going like uh, WrestleMania after WrestleMania. How would you like to go one on one with me at WrestleMania? Yes, and then the whole NWO thing with the, I'm gonna lay the SmackDown on his crippled ass NWO style with his the big truck ramming in the ambulance and just the match the the crowd for me just really made that match even more so nobody could have expected especially Hulk Hogan well maybe not um, the reaction that he was going to get at that event um, from the crowd and then obviously turning face in the whole um, red white and yellow what about you Alan? for me it's very similar to Dan and all that uh it's Rock and Austin, but for me, it was Rock Austin WrestleMania 19. Obviously, 17 was absolutely fantastic, and it's built up in the music and all. Mm-hmm. But because, obviously, as I said earlier, X7 was my first proper WrestleMania. Yeah. This was me like I'm reliving my you know favorite match from my first WrestleMania. It's like I'm going to get the chance to see it again. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, it was still you know as good a match as any other that those guys have had. Maybe better. It's just a case of its personal opinion when it comes to that. But that would be my most anticipated one anyway. So it would. Um, obviously, the Undertaker is undefeated at WrestleMania. But uh, Dan, is he your WrestleMania MVP? And if not, who is your WrestleMania MVP? Simple answer is no. Um, though to be fair, he has carried some good rest and bad wrestlers to some reasonable matches. Um, you know, when, we, when you look at sort of Big Show and A Train against The Undertaker, you know, that, that that match could have been a lot worse than it actually was. You know, he's had, he had some really stinking opponents over the years. Um, is he my WrestleMania MVP? No, because I don't think all his matches are particularly memorable. If you want to know who my best WrestleMania MVP is, I think it's an obvious one, but it's an honest one Shawn Michaels. Um, I think all his matches have been outstanding. Um, with the exception, as Andy said the other day, earlier on, of the Iron Man match, which was uh, dull. Yeah. But I put that down more to the stipulation of the match more than the actual competitors. Got you. Uh, Andy? Uh, no, I don't think he is uh, the MVP. And this is going to surprise a lot of people, but I actually think Cena and HBK are two of the MVPs. Uh, Michaels, obviously, <sighs> because he is the showstopper, he's the icon. He is, you know, the, the biggest name in wrestling. And as Dan quite rightly said, all his matches are superb. Cena, I know it's a controversial choice, but... <laughs> I'm going to get killed here. Uh, Cena, just because of the fact that he brings something different to the table every time he comes out. I mean, when you see a Cena in a main event, which I'm glad this year that we're not really going to see him headlining WrestleMania. It's all about... Um, well, no, it's all about... Undertaker, Triple H, or Lawler Cole, which is headlining WrestleMania. They are not going to make Lawler Cole headline WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like no, they're going to pass them. They're going to so, put that on last and send the fans home happy. I've got a limb here. It will be Cena Miz main eventing WrestleMania. Okay, and we know Cena's going to walk out with the title, but the thing about Cena is his entrances are unique. I mean, WrestleMania 23, where he came out in the Ford. Uh, with the gangster style, uh, you know, everything is different about Cena. He brings his A game. He makes it feel like a big show. Love him or hate him, you what, can't deny he's a moneymaker. What was the mania where the ramp lifted up? And he that was, that was, that, wasn't that the one where he was facing 
uh, Triple H. He came out with all of the gangsters, and they came out, and then Triple H came out as the King of Kings with his big Conan throne. He did indeed. Yeah, I think he also did that at 25, because it was the most scariest thing in the world, because there was a whole entranceway of John Cena's. <laughs> oh yeah, and I so wanted somebody to stick their foot out and trip them up. Yeah, because that was just yeah. that was just when the lights had went out at WrestleMania. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I want someone with an AK-47 to shoot all the other seats. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most important one. There was also yeah. there was also the one where he came through that wall of glass in the car. Yeah, that was twenty. Detroit. Next was twenty three. Yeah. Um, he, he, has, he has had some unique entrances, I'll give you that. I just think it's, it's, it's showmanship of Cena, you know? But that overshadows the matches. Yeah, because <laughs> his entrance, it's very like Goldberg, his entrances are great, but then his matches are not. Exactly. And if you talk about wrestling, you should be um, remembering the wrestling matches, especially when you talk about predominantly the, pe- the main event of your biggest pay-per-view of the year. Wow, what do you remember about WrestleMania 23? Like, oh, Cena had a great entrance. The match was the pit. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Steve? I was going to say, you want controversy, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm not even going to name one person that's wrestled at WrestleMania yet. Ooh. But okay. I am going to name two MVPs. Right, okay. Huh? huh? <laughs> I know. I'm confused. <laughs> it's Triple H's kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not far off the mark. That's next year's main event. <laughs> and Jerry the King Lawler. I think since Jim Ross debuted at WrestleMania 9, I think Lawler debuted just before, those two have made WrestleMania between them. They've made amazing WrestleMania moments. The commentary's been superb. And when a match has been sucking on telly, those two have made it seem like it's gold. So uh, given all props to every single competitor that went into the ring at WrestleMania, if they were, if they were starting to suck, your MVPs were Lawler and Ross on the microphones. Because if it wasn't for them, I think we could have had some damn right down awful matches I think that's a fair point uh, Chris Vincent Kennedy McMahon Ooh, that was my other one <laughs> <laughs> obviously without this guy we don't have Wrestlemania um, he had a great match with Shawn Michaels fair enough Shawn Michaels just beat the holy hell out of him I enjoyed his match with Hulk Hogan Wrestlemania 19 um, just thought it was hysterical especially whenever he had the pipe and you just see him peering over the bottom of the ring and with the blood on his face I just that was just a real uh, just encapsulated what what um, his character Mr. McMahon is but um, evil pure evil as you look yeah exactly exactly um, best, but best, rest, best TV shots in wrestling history I think yeah yeah um, but just for me, it yeah, would be that. Undertaker's fair enough. He's had some um, real dud opponents, you know, like John Gonzalez and Mark Henry um, and other ones as well, who um, I'll not really go into. But um, what about you, Alan? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, the reason for this, it kind of touches on what Andy said with Cena. And it's something you'll see explained if you go and watch it's the True Story of WrestleMania DVD, which is absolutely fantastic. It's explained that basically you had Hulk Hogan, then you had Austin, and now you have Cena. Those are the three guys that in the industry, really, I think, as wrestlers, obviously you have Sean, but the guys that the largest majority of people in the crowd latched on to... Mm-hmm. in their time periods were WrestleMania so it's Austin it says in the DVD was the man who regenerated so to say to use a certain sci-fi show saying <laughs> regenerated WrestleMania made it 
even better. <laughs> Sorry, all I've got in my head now is Hulk Hogan regenerating in the Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's quite disturbing. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to get at, and the fact of obviously it was a difficult time in that Attitude Era with WCW and all, and Austin helped WWE mm-hmm. with that matter. Um, obviously, it's, it was actually quite a good point mentioned in the DVD that I'll say about when it comes to Cena in this is Chris Jericho's talking, and it's fresh stuff from Jericho, and he actually says. So all this is really out of character for them, and he goes, "I understand the point of Cena and the point of Cena at WrestleMania." He says, "Because I know finally, if I was a kid, nice Cena would be my guy." So I think that's fair to say. Okay, so Andy, um, obviously WrestleMania, we've had quite a few announced teams and stuff. For you, who is your favourite announced team in WrestleMania history? I, it can only be one combination: Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean. The early days of WrestleMania was, you, you couldn't imagine not doing a WrestleMania without those two together. I mean, yeah, of course, when Bobby Heenan came on later on, was a you know, brilliant partnership. But Gorilla and Jesse, from my early days watching WrestleMania 3 and then watching the back history and then watching them forward, they just made WrestleMania a great partnership, great pairing. And, of course, Jesse had to say hello to his friends in Minneapolis. Had to be done. <laughs> oh. For me... Again, like Andy said, I have Gorilla, but with Bobby. Um, but I definitely think another team, obviously, was JR and King for the aforementioned point of they just made some of these matches just put, go on another level. So that's me. Steve? Uh, do you know what? I, it's really difficult to pick because everyone pretty much everyone I think that has announced at Wrestlemania has had a damn good impact on the show I said obviously Jim Ross and Joey Lawler are my MVPs at Wrestlemania I got with Andy when it comes to Jesse Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon and Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan I think Gorilla Monsoon involved with either one of those was, was commentary gold yeah. one thing I used to love about Jim Ross um, when he announced at Wrestlemania is the, how hyped he used to get in the main event and whatever was happening, if it was heel, or if it was a face turn, or whatever happened, someone new champion, defending champion, Jim Ross made that real. And yeah. he used to lose his voice and all sorts. And I just, <laughs> that's what really sold it to me. So it's, it's really difficult to pick a best announced team. I can just say that I pretty much have enjoyed Monsoon, Heenan, uh, Ventura, Ross, and Lawler. Okay, Dan. I, I'm not going to change the wheel here. I agree with pretty much what all, all you guys have said, to be honest. I think if you had to pick someone overall, it would be Heenan and uh, Gorilla, in my personal opinion. Uh, my opinion announced teams is this. They should be there, there in the background. They should be there to carry the storyline on. You shouldn't really remember who was announcing at what WrestleMania. You should just remember that that match was hyped and and they added to it. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the, the WWE slipped a little bit with its announced team. And I'm interested to see who they're going to put in this year's one. Um, and I, there's several people I'd like to see involved but if you're going to go back if you had, if you had to pin me down and say who was the best of all time yeah I would go with Heenan every single time with Greta Monsoon and honourable mention to JR and the King okay. so of course we all have our dream matches when it comes to Wrestlemania but if you were in possession of a certain Type 40 TARDIS and compare any two individuals up throughout of all time who would you put into matches against each other, Steve? Oh, really? Me first? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for mixing styles, I would quite—I would actually quite like to put the Miz versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. 
I think that would be uh, an interesting style. I think you've got the Miz that works quite mat like. You've got Ricky Steamboat that likes coming off the ropes, but also you know works well on the mat as well. So I kind of like the mix of those two coming together. Um, who else would I like to see? Do you know one one WrestleMania I'd like to see Undertaker versus Chris Jericho? Yeah, I would love to see that. I don't think Jericho, although I wouldn't mind if Jericho went Undertaker to be honest, mainly because I'm a bit of a Jericho-holic. <laughs> I, I think that is I think that's one match and, and it's never been talked about happening at Mania no one's ever brought the fact that take a occur against Jericho it's never been mentioned because wasn't it only a case of recently in the last year so yeah. that they faced off for like the first time on Smackdown yes that's yeah. Right, yeah yeah absolutely so that's, that's me that's my picks cool uh, Dan oh gosh um, it's a difficult one um, I'd like to see Kurt Angle versus Ricky Steamboat Myself, I think that'd be a good match. Com- there's common threads appearing here. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, but I think a match everyone everyone wanted to see back in its day, and we never got, we never will get to see it. Would be someone like uh, Angle versus Bret Hart, but yeah. take, like, um, if you had your time machine, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's a difficult one. I don't, and I'm not a big fan of armchair booking, but I think that WrestleMania has done a lot of the big matches you want to see. But there are a few that miss, and Bret Hart Angle is one. Um, even Bret Hart and Rey Mysterio. Can I do a cross promotion one? Go for it. AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels. Oh, wow. Oh, that would be good. That would be good. I was going to say that. One. Was you really? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Andy? We are missing a bit—the big one. What's that? The Gobbledygooker taking on the Swagger Soaring Eagle. Oh yeah. Uh, so it'll be so it'll be Hector versus uh, Chavo then. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite true. <laughs> but we're forgetting we're forgetting the San Francisco Chicken. San Diego oh. San Diego Chicken. Yeah. A triple threat animal cruelty. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God Almighty, we'll have Fred Durst against Kid Rock next. Hey, that would work. This is what you don't have book. Yo, I don't know. My my dream match, I think Steve, apart from Steve nicking AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels, which would have been awesome. Um, I'd like to have had a match which kind of combines Ring of Honor, WWE, and TNA, and it would have been a four way um, ladder match, and it would have been Samoa Joe, CM Punk. Christopher Daniels and Brian Danielson. So a TNA talent, a Ring of Honor talent, and two now WWE, but all four of them coming from the indies with no limitation to what they can do. So no restrictions. Let them do a full-blown indie-style match, what they used to do. I think that would blow the house off, Uh, to be honest. Great pick. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Great pick. (laughs) Chris? Obviously, uh, Austin versus Hogan. Uh, with them both in the prime, or Shawn Michaels against Ricky Steamboat. That would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, for me, and another name is appearing here again, is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in his prime. Obviously, we kind of had this match, but Steamboat in his prime versus Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fantastic, based on simply what they were able to do with Steamboat at the age he was. But another match which nobody's mentioned... Um, maybe not the best technically, but the Battle of the Mouse, that is the Miz versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the build-up for that match alone. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what it is. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. What's the next one here? Okay, right. Dan, prepare yourself. I'm coming to you first. <laughs> Your favourite oh, three oh, WrestleMania three. matches three? ever. Three? Yeah. Three. Three. Um, can I just do the, the main events from WrestleMania 9 and leave it at that? <laughs> 
You could do one from WrestleMania, and I'm not sure there was any other ones, but regardless. I, mean, I, 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 I was under pressure we were going to be asked one, but I, my top one definitely is Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. Classic match. WrestleMania 19. 19. Yeah. Um, really good match. The guys look like mirror opposites of each other. Um, just great. Absolutely great. It was like putting poetry in motion. Um, I think you've got to include the TLC match from WrestleMania 2000, which was a great match in itself. Just told on Steve's thunder. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the last but not least, I, I think you've got to throw in something like... Um, I'm going to say the first Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. That was a classic, as well. Okay. Steve, with his paper off to start again, we've got to Steve last. And <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Oh, nuts! Um, <laughs> friends for a long time. Could have thrown me a bone here. Um, I, I don't know. I think oh, the best three favorite. WrestleMania matches ever would definitely Steamboat versus Savage from Mania Three, which we talked about earlier on. I think that's uh, a phenomenal match. Um, going from WrestleMania Nine, uh, sorry, the Mega Maniacs versus Money Incorporated, just for the nostalgia factor. Oh my God, you panned me when I reviewed that. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the heel. It was great. oh my God, <laughs> folks. Operation Retroshock would like to um, announce the fact that Total Wrestling Show is no war. It's not the fact of Operation Retroshock. These guys have just imploded themselves. So there we go. Yeah, we'll carry on, Andy. Feel now you're responsible for us breaking up. Yeah, can we have a triple threat in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> my studio. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, the last match um, oh jeez uh, the last match has got to be Money in the Bank 1 or even Wrestle- uh, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels from the same pay per view at Mania 21 <laughs> <laughs> sorry we've all just nicked Steve's ideas without thinking about it I, was, I thought I heard a pen just slam <laughs> down <laughs> I thought so Steve do you have anything to add then well I did have some ideas until someone peed all over him <laughs> Here we go. I will say Michael's taker from 26. I uh, rate five. Uh, really? And I think I've stolen it. <laughs> that was such a high. Really? Awesome. Let's see how many more I can steal. Oh. Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 20 was phenomenal. Um, third match. I don't want to say his name, but it's because of my childhood. Warrior versus Hogan. I didn't want to say his Fair name. Enough. WrestleMania 6. That was. Because it was my first WrestleMania, my first pay-per-view, my first big match I ever watched, it kind of stuck in my head as, you know, a favourite match, not because of the wrestling skills, I can tell you, it's just because it stayed in there. That was a catch-as-you-can classic. <laughs> catch-as-you-can, yeah. If you can catch a wrestling move in it, you won a prize. <laughs> but as I said, it's not for the wrestling abilities and the match. It was purely for the fact that it was my childhood and that was the beginning of my wrestling oh. experience. Surprised <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> but I want to just point out that I actually had written down Money in the Bank, TLC. <laughs> it's all got nicked from me. Uh, oh. See, uh, uh, Steve, if you're writing anymore, just write down like you were at school and put your arm over the paper so they can't <laughs> Alan, what about you? Um, for me, I have in here Taker versus Sean number one, Austin versus Rock at X seven for obvious reasons, and TLC at X seven. Okay. Because obviously, TLC, I don't think there was ever really one that you could say was bad, mm-hmm. but I just always remember obviously 
just the crazy stuff that went on this and because obviously again it was on my first Wrestlemania it just stands out for me okay my would be Hogan Rock from Wrestlemania 18 Rock Austin from Wrestlemania 17 and this is a surprise one from Wrestlemania 7 is the Ultimate Warrior against the Macho King Randy Savage in the career-ending match. Good match. For some, cool. From, Good from some, match. Can't for get some reason, I love that match. That is by far Ultimate Warrior's best match that he ever had. Um, just the fact that Savage has really brought it out of him and the fact that he dropped, like, I don't know, seven, eight elbows on him and then um, Warrior could, uh, was trying to do his finishing move and then just put his foot on him and pinned him. I just love that match and could happily watch it over and over again yeah uh, so it though was terrible oh with elizabeth like running down with arms going everywhere yeah no not even just that there's a one point in the match if you watch the match closely they're in a move and then all of a sudden they're both laid out on the canvas <laughs> yeah that was right yeah they yeah. cut part of the match out on the video release it was terrible editing Oh dear. Well, this is always not controversial, but an interesting topic point to hit on. I'm going to come to you, Dan, first. Is do you think Steve, get your notes ready now? <laughs> Dan, do you think we will ever, ever see a WrestleMania in the UK live? No. That's Next fair up. <laughs> you do see it live. It's on Sky Sports. I, I, if you mean, would it be actually ever showed over here? Would it be in a stadium over here? I, yeah. Maybe, but when we're talking decades down the line, if if WrestleMania is still going down that line, I just can't see a big enough market for it over here to do it, um, and and physically, and, and there's the biggest issue: the time differences. You know, their, their biggest market, let's be honest, is the states. Yeah, yeah, and they, they've got to cater to that market. Um, that's where their mo- their bread and butter money comes in. We had one SummerSlam over here um, in Wembley. And that was, what, 80... 19 years ago. 92. 92. So, if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. Got you. There was, it's another thing that's on the True Story of WrestleMania DVD, I think they say, is when WrestleMania 3 was getting... I don't, I don't believe them in this point. They say people were bidding for it, even back then. Kind of, I see bidding as a thing that goes on now for them. But it's on eBay. Every year, the relevant towns bid for WrestleMania. It's but they did. They did say London bid for WrestleMania three, and now we have. There's been no mention ever since. Really? So, mm. You never know. But I doubt. I doubt it's on. You know, England's sort of top list to be going after anyway. Um, I'll go to you, Steve, because then it gets you a wee bit of a chance to say what you want and actually get your points across. <laughs> you sound like we're bullying him. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Eliminate since, the hate. Since Genesis. It's been like that. You haven't seen the private messages we've got on Facebook, Andy. That's all I'm saying. Shh. <laughs> 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 um, I, as, I don't know if I want it to come to the UK. To, to be honest, I don't think a lot of the UK audience would appreciate it now. When we go back 19 years to SummerSlam 92, that attendance in Wembley, right, is the highest SummerSlam's ever had in its history and still hasn't been beaten. I just think the fans today, we you know, moving on 19 years now, are, are, not, are not that into it as much as they used to be. The second point, to look at it, up until recently, TNA have been beating WWE over here in England and the UK. So, I mean, does WWE still believe that their product is strong enough to be able to hold, you know, the biggest pay-per-view of the year over here? That is, um, 
a, a bad um, indication though, because you're bear in mind you're looking at live views on a, on a Monday Night Raw against Impact. Mm. Raw over here live is what two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock mm. in the morning on a yeah. Monday night, and you're comparing comparing it to Impact, who's on on a, a Tuesday night at 10 p.m. You can't, you can't compare like for like, like comparing no, apples and pears. And they were like. they were beating Raw's re- replay on a Thursday. They were beating uh, SmackDown showing on a Friday and a Saturday. But also their figures got, were stronger. It doesn't matter. Got, uh, I, I, I'm not disputing, but I am disputing. Mm. But you've also got to look at another way: the fact that the shows that uh, WWE are on are pay channels. So you've got to buy the Sky Sports package to have them. No, in comparison you... to Challenge and Bravo. Which <laughs> no, I, that, I can't disagree with that whatsoever. And they hold them, uh, hold them apart, and they hold them apart. This is just like it on a TWS live show. <laughs> See what I mean about bullying? We bring the. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> so to answer your question, no, I don't think Lenny is coming over here, and I don't. Fair think enough. <laughs> and they. It was coming at one point. Um, if you delve deep within uh, the Wembley Arena website, there was a mocked-up logo that was deep within the confines of Wembley, uh, Wembley.com, I believe it was. And it had a WrestleMania logo, and it had coming to Wembley. So they were in talks. I think that was for around WrestleMania 24, 24, 25 at, wow. at one point. Um, and then it all kind of dropped, and obviously it went to um, you know it went to the locations that it went to. So I don't know. Do, do I want to see WrestleMania in the UK? different to these guys yeah I would love to see it I think that seeing Wrestlemania SummerSlam was 1992 Wembley Stadium that was a different time I think seeing Wrestlemania now when we're all a lot older and we've all got the grey hairs and seeing what the speak for yourself he's bold and then seeing uh, (laughs) what the what the new generation of wrestling fans make of a live big a pay-per-view feel event it will never happen because like Dan said because of the time scales but I'd love to see it it'll be a moment that you could turn around and say, I've been to WrestleMania, and you can take it off your wish list. So as a wrestling fan, yeah, I'd love it. Chris? Yeah, it would certainly be a lot easier than travelling over to America, you know, for 78 hours and whatever, whereas you could get get a Premier in for £29, there you go. But also, if you're... Obviously, we know people in England, so you could have, like, quite a big meet-up, you know, like, before and after WrestleMania, so you could all get the... The excitement going, go into the arena, and then meet each other coming out. And oh, I, I, did you see this? Yeah, that was brilliant. Blah blah blah. Uh, and you know, it, it would be something unique to attend to. You know, like I've attended a Raw live and a SmackDown live. The atmosphere is brilliant, and a WrestleMania or a pay-per-view event would be tenfold. It would just be absolutely fantastic to go to. I don't think it would ca- you would care if you were sitting up in the bleacher seats even. It's that it's that special. WrestleMania is one that, no matter where you were sitting, um, you would be happy. Definitely, I would love to see it here. Like the, you know, the country has the arena for it. We have the new Wembley Arena, which would be absolutely perfect for it. Because I think I remember reading up on it one stage, Wembley. If you got the seats on the pitch and everything, you're talking plus of eighty odd thousand. So it's up there for your attendance for WrestleMania. They've done in like of Phoenix and Safeco Field. They've done these big outdoor arenas. Obviously, they did WrestleMania three as well. Not, that's not going to be touched. It would be brilliant from a crowd standpoint and all that sort of stuff. And for us UK fans to see it, I think even I know it's kind of stupid in the sense of would you say would people go to it if you had to go to it at one a.m. in the morning for the timing to be right in America? I think 
if people realised, right, WrestleMania is coming to the UK, there would be enough people would go. Simple as that, just to say they went to a WrestleMania. But whether Vince would be smart enough to realise this or think of it as a possibility is another question. And I don't see it happening, at least for a good number of years anyway, until Vince is probably out the door. There's one big variable, though, that we haven't touched on, and that's the UK weather. I mean, yeah. at, least, at least in the US, it's 90% sun. Over here, it's not <laughs> Or snow, if you're in Scotland. <laughs> okay, Steve, I'm coming to you first of all. Bring it up. Oh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, now it seems to be that money in the bank is no longer a major part of WrestleMania. But if you can make, like, a match stipulation, WrestleMania on WrestleMania, what would it be and why? Oh... Now you wish they hadn't. No, I, I love the fact they come to me. I, 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 you know, bring it on. That's all I say. Keep it coming. Uh, make <laughs> stipulation. I touched on this very briefly as an idea for TNA, but I would actually like to see TLC done within, inside a cage. Whoa, that's pretty. That would be pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. I know. That's probably why they weren't doing it. It would yeah. be absolutely extreme, and you'd you'd have be having people signing all sorts of contracts, making sure they can't see. <laughs> why, why don't you? Why don't you add some bar? I just think that'd be steel cage as well. You know. <laughs> Yeah, on, yeah. on the idea of the fact that Money in the Bank seems to have not happened this year, I would still like to see, and I've said it so many times now, a Money in the Bank star match for one of the titles. I'd still like to see an eight-man ladder match, but put a title on there or unify the United States in the IC title at one hit at WrestleMania if they're not going to do Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of sprung an idea in my head, but I'll go with my first idea that I mentioned. Uh, elimination Chamber. I know we have an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, but I think the idea of seeing the Elimination Chamber at a mania would be amazing. A bit like, you know, the whole idea, let's have a big ladder match and everybody involved in it. It's seeing so many competitors going for the title at a WrestleMania that haven't, you know, haven't seen it for so long. The most we've kind of had in recent years is triple threats and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But the other one I would like to see, and it's again back from the Attitude Era, would be an Armageddon Hell in a Cell. Oh, I... Oh. <laughs> 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 up now. Uh, I think I'll go to Dan next. Thank you. If you, I'm, I'm of the mindset that you don't want to do regular stipulation matches, matches at certain pay-per-views. I'm against the fact you always have Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania. I'm against the fact you have a whole pay-per-view called Money in the Bank. I think your storyline should dictate where the matches go. You shouldn't try and work your storylines around the actual stipulations. And if you have a regular match, like, for example, Money in the Bank at WrestleMania, you've got your, you're building your storylines around that. Mm. Um, so I think it's difficult to say, would I like a, a particular stipulation match at match WrestleMania? Not a particular one, but I do feel that a, every WrestleMania card needs something a bit different, whether it is a six-man Hell in the Cell, whether it is a, a ladder match, whether it is a last-man-standing match or something like just to add it up, or a big battle royal or a cruiserweight open, whatever you want to call it, something which uh, is a, um, different, unique to the normal one-on-one or even a triple threat match. If you look at the card running down WrestleMania currently, it's predominantly one-on-one, one-on-one, one-on-one. Um, there's only one tag match, there's a sixth intergen- six man intergender tag match. There's no kind of, wow, this is a bit of a spot fest, which the crowd want to get them going. Money in the Bank was a good way of doing it, but now they've taken Money in the Bank and put it in its own pay-per-view, 
I'm glad they've removed Money in the Bank from WrestleMania. Do you know, I was just about to put the same thing to you I was going to say, because now we have got these themed pay-per-views. Money in the Bank last year for WWE was probably one of its strongest outside of WrestleMania. It was probably one of the best, personally, in my yeah, opinion. not bad pay-per-view. You yeah. know, the, the strongest outside of Mania. So it would have made sense to carry on going monetary-wise, if you look at it as a financial point of view, they're going to have improved buy rates this year if they remove the match from Mania. So I can kind of understand why they've done it, but like I'm you, I don't know if I totally disagree, uh, totally agree with having themed pay-per-views I'm always. Then up with the pay-per-views dictating storylines. Yeah. The storylines should dictate the pay-per-views. Yeah, no, I agree. Andy, well, apart from the Armageddon Hell in a Cell match, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm, kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of the same mindset as, as Dan and Steve, but I think if you want WrestleMania to be a showcase of the Immortals, and I would say something from a pay-per-view that now no longer exists, and that's the Survivor Series. Um, and do an old-school Survivor Series elimination match on the pay-per-view. No real big spots in it, but you get at least you know eight WWE roster members who are not normally going to get a shot on the card, so at least they get some sort of a payday. Exactly right. The, 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 what's missing from this year, what this year's show is an eight-man kind of match where people like your Kofi Kingston's your Christian as things stand yeah um, you know back in the day your Sheldon Benjamins would get a payday and get to at least have their name on that marquee that they were at Wrestlemania get their Wrestlemania moment yeah I was going to say like have the Battle Royal or like something like that but not have it as like a dark match and then if you have big players not like say the Santino Morellas and the Goldusts of the world but if you were to have the people that were in the Money in the Bank match but then the person who wins that then gets put into one of the main events and they don't know which one they're coming to until they come out so like say this year we have Cena versus Miz say John Morrison wins it or Dolph Ziggler wins it then he comes down the ramp and he's interjected into that match and then those three go at it a proper wild card match isn't that yeah. oh, going down the line of TNA booking <laughs> no because there's no drunks at the end of it oh, <laughs> so no hey <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, no, no. And then you said, but then they could turn up at the title match in the main event, and I, I perked up. What a great idea. I, I just think, I it's, it's, A, it's quite similar to Money in the Bank, for a start. And also, B, your main event at WrestleMania, you want it to be ideally be a one-on-one -on -one match. Mm -hmm. Do you? I think so, yeah. Benoit, Triple H. Oh, I agree, and I love that match. She totally. said the B word. <laughs> Canadian wrestler X is how he's known in this Wrestler show. X, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, edit that, I'll edit. I'll put a bleep in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what match are you personally looking forward to at WrestleMania 27? And, oh, I'll go to Steve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the other foot now. The match I'm looking forward to at the moment, and I never thought I'd say this, is Del Rio versus Edge versus Christian because I'm absolutely sure that's going to happen by Wrestlemania if that doesn't happen I want to see I can't wait to see Ray Ray versus Cody Rhodes yes they're yes. exactly my two picks as well so they are and it was funny that I was thinking Christian might stick his head in here somewhere he has to in my opinion anyway I was saying up to this week's Smackdown that wasn't going to happen when you saw Christian beat Del Rio in a cage match Oh, yeah. It, it, it may happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but it may happen. Maybe we're going to have a battle royal. Christian's going to win it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's trademark, trademark of me first. Is macaroni there or something like that? Yeah, trademark Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, uh, dear. Andy? Uh, the match I'm most looking forward to actually is Cole Lawler 
I, I don't know why. It's going to be a mess, but it's going to be so good to see Lawler getting that WrestleMania moment for the, the entire time he's been in the career. And I love the build-up to it. It's been brilliant, especially with the ankle lock on JR this past Monday night. Oh, my God! Literally. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, dear. Uh, Chris? Uh, yeah, Cody against um, Rey Mysterio. I'm not a huge Rey Mysterio fan. Um, Alan and I were talking that, you know, last year it was Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes versus Ted DiBiase. Big things planned for Ted DiBiase, and we thought that Cody Rhodes would fade in the background. My goodness, how times have, t- have turned. You know, like Ted DiBiase is floundering, not on the WrestleMania pay per view whatsoever. Um, Although Alan has shattered my dreams by saying that Cody Rhodes doesn't have his smoking mirrors theme tune anymore, no, he which makes me which makes me sad. He's come out with quite a creepy theme tune. He comes out with a towel over his. It's face. like a Phantom of the Opera type gimmick. I love it's, it. It's, it's nearly like you know the sort of the old mankind sort of thing he's doing here. No, I don't start my microphone. He's a mirror though, but it's all kind of cracked and kind of blurry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off, but I, I agree with what Andy's saying. As, as I said earlier, I'm looking forward to seeing Cole and um, JR. Lawler. I keep saying JR. Purely <laughs> to see where they're going to go with it. But actually, one of the matches I'm looking forward to see most, and it's had one of the least hype for it, but I think potentially from the point of view of ring work, it's going to be the best match of the card. Orton versus Punk. Oh. I think this... I, I'm a huge fan of both of them. And I think Punk especially... Um, he needs to get a bit of momentum back in again after having all the Nexus basically destroyed from underneath him. But the the stare down they had in the ring on this week's Raw, when they're both on their hands and knees, I just thought it was brilliant. That was phenomenal. How oh. they did not crack heads when they slid into the ring. Yeah. They got the they got the timing just right. The director was there with the camera. Bang, bang. It just looked. It really built that, built that match for me. And I think they can have, because they're, they're both quite perfectionists in the ring. I think they can have a good match. And the backstory to this one's been fantastic. Taking it back to 2008, yeah. Unforgiven, it's been a really well, for WWE, thought-out creative story. And I think this is one of the matches on the card which has been overshadowed by everything else. Yeah. And I think everyone's not expecting it to be kind of a filler match. I w- it wouldn't surprise me, knowing how, especially how much of a perfectionist Orton is, and how good some of Punk's independent work is, if these guys are just let to go, this would be a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, for me, obviously, we've already mentioned the Ray Cody, the Edge Del Rio. I have to agree with those. Actually, it's quite interesting that this year, yes, we have a lot of one-on-ones, but a lot of them do have the potential to be very, very good matches. Um, it's quite funny the way we haven't mentioned, obviously, Cena and Miz. Or Tick or Triple Yeah, H. it's a case of, with Cena and Miz, obviously a lot of people would be more interested in that because of the whole rock scenario that's going on. And again, also, there's the lot of us that have seen Miz develop so much over the last year and are interested in that. But again, then you do have the Taker Triple H. And I love the fact that WWE are randomly kind of very much not mentioning X7 at all. Yeah, that's oh yeah, yeah. That, but that's surprising as well because I, I think they're missing a bit of a trick there. They're kind of making out as if this is the first time they've ever met each other. Yeah. 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 Both add marquee I... mystique to it and in bear in mind it was 10 years ago and where they're catering to their fan audience, a lot of them weren't even possible, weren't even been born. I was saying to Alan earlier on that um, the, the WWE, in my eyes, have missed a trick with this, with the whole Rock versus Cena thing. They've missed a great opportunity to plug the hell out of the WWE All-Stars game. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're right, you know, that's a very good point. But I think they haven't done that because they are... They're, they're hoping that people are going to buy WrestleMania to see some kind of physical, physical confrontation between The Rock and Austin. That ain't gonna happen. 
Uh, okay, so uh, we've said what matches we would look forward to in WrestleMania 27. Andy, what match would you make for WrestleMania tw- 27 that's not in the card? You could add any stipulation you like. Um, if there's wrestlers that are already wrestling, if you want to, you could take them out of that match and put them into something else. So, what would you do, sir? Just out of the, the current WWE roster? Yes. Okay. Um, I would actually change the world title match to a fatal four-way elimination. Um, and it would be Edge versus Rio versus Christian versus either Vicky Guerrero, don't ask, <laughs> or um, Dolph Ziggler. Have you gone tired and gone stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Vicky Guerrero coming down to the ring with Excuse Me playing over the announcing, and then she beats Edge and becomes world champion, and then drops it to Dolph Ziggler. It would be awesome. Interference by David Arquette. Yes. Go <laughs> like home now, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I, mean, I have a way, can't I? Oh, man. All right, it would be a fatal four-way, but you would take Vicky Guerrero out and maybe replace her with someone like John Morrison, who I think could deserve that big payday, and that would be a great moment for him. Not to win the belt, but put him up there in the main event, because he's done some really good stuff over the last three or four months. Elimination Chamber with some of the fantastic spots in the Raw Chamber match it would just be a nice rub for him and he could really now push him up to the main event okay Steve oh, I've always your come to guy aren't I now big <laughs> <laughs> uh, yourself up yeah the MVP um, to be honest there's not much more else not happening on that card that you know that I'm particularly wanting to see at the moment if I was to make maybe a slight change again I'd probably use Morrison and put him in the scene and mismatch if not, I would change the match completely and have The Rock versus Cena at Mania with Miz versus John Morrison. Ugh. I agree with that. <laughs> Miz versus John Morrison, that's where you could stick a ladder match in if you really wanted to gimmick. I would rather just see these their, two go one-on-one. Their fools where the match should have happened at Mania. Yeah. Well, you see, I would have done Morrison Ziggler in a ladder match for the number one contendership. Ooh, I think... Either, either belt, you know, the like kind of money in the bank, but just... You know, like a Raw versus SmackDown, that kind of match thing, anyway. Steve, what about you? You've had mine. You've had them. Dan, sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. No, I've, I mentioned Vicky Guerrero, and my mind just went, oh. Sorry, mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't change it too much. What I would do is I'd probably um, add two things. I would put Shawn Michaels as special referee in the Triple H Undertaker match just to add a bit of mystique to it and a bit of and they may still do that um, of, of what's going to happen and I think that will make it a little bit more questioning because at the moment it's pretty obvious who's going over um, I would also really what I'd like to do with that Orton and Punk match is throw in the Evan Bourne and Daniel Bryan ooh interesting that's a nice shout you could have like a good, and that would be, and that that would almost even you made that for something like the United States Championship. Okay, Sheamus taking Sheamus out of the situation. Say Brian still had the title, that would almost be your kind of like spot match, your high flying, high hitting match, which would really get the crowd going into it. Um, you could almost open WrestleMania with that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's what that's the thing we'll do. I, I think the card, to be fair, is fairly strong. Well, I have to agree with the whole Shawn Michaels point here because. The reason, obviously, the Triple H Undertaker match is No Holds Bar is obviously to cover up the cracks in what, obviously, Undertaker and all can do nowadays. Mm-hmm. So by throwing Sean in there, it would obviously, you know, give it a bit more of just that, another extra dynamic that would help the guys out. Because obviously, if, God forbid I'm not saying Undertaker will need a breather or something like that, 
you know, Sean can do something to, you know, change that around and give them that time. Um, I would have to say, I would, if I was to change a match, it would be Cena Miz and throwing The Rock in there. I know it's very cliched and all that sort of stuff at the minute because obviously they're all mouthing off at one another. But I think it would be a good excuse because obviously I'm assuming the plan has never been to put Rock in here to wrestle at WrestleMania. It never was the point. But obviously because if they were to do this it would be very short notice. You know, it might might work out, you know, by putting Rock in that way. Okay. Right. Final question. Andy, do you think WrestleMania will run forever? I know it's very vague, but give it a go. <laughs> I would hope so. It's been one of those things that you've grown up with as a wrestling fan and seen it evolve over the years from the you know, from WrestleMania three right up to what it's become now, the big four hour event with the live music and everything. Um I'd love to think and I'd love to turn around and say when I'm 90 that WrestleMania is still going. It would be amazing to wow to see it. It, it that's might not. It's not far off now for you, though, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to you before I will, mate. That's it. Bring out the big gloves. <laughs> I'd love to. I think even when Vince goes, it'll be one of those things that's firmly uh, lodged in wrestling law now that as long as the WWE is around... Um, whether it's run by Hunter or Stephanie or Shane or Sean or Rose or Amethyst or whatever the name of the kids are, WrestleMania will still be going. So, yeah, I, I think it will run forever. It's going to run wild. <laughs> uh, Dan? Um, yeah, I, I think it's been going now for 27 years. Um, the longevity in itself speaks for itself. Um, will it still be going? Yes. Will it still be going in its present form? Probably not. There'll be some. There's got to be some kind of change, and you've got to tweak it in some kind of way. But it will always be like your, your, your FA Cup final, um, you know, your Grand Slam, whatever you want to call it, and other sports. Um, I idolise like Andy. I'd love to be able to sit with it with my grandchildren and go. You know, I remember watching this when Canadian wrestler X and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> 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 like bravo, Cup sir! Bravo. Like, um, you know, do you know, we'll be doing gimmick battle royals, and the Miz will be in it. <laughs> <laughs> They imagine it in a, in a you know God knows how many years ten fifteen years time you could have um, virtual reality WrestleManias you could put a mask on you actually be in the arena you, yeah. you never know I mean it's retro shock you you look at technology and things in the past imagine having a TARDIS and just going off to some WrestleMania back in the day and watching it on a holodeck or something that's, you, that's, you know, that's why there that's, that's why there were so many people at WrestleMania three aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's a paradox a time paradox. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you go back to any WrestleMania, would you go back to WrestleMania three? No, you go back to WrestleMania nine. <laughs> <laughs> you go back and go like it's awful, just leave noise <laughs> and then you go. Uh Steve. Uh yeah, I think it'll I think it'll probably still be called WrestleMania. I just wonder if they're gonna continue the number thing. I wonder if they're gonna get to a certain point where, you know, WrestleMania thirty six doesn't sound quite as grand. Well Super Bowl, so, is it? Yeah, I just wonder UFC. if they, they might give it a tag name. Instead of I know this is because I know this is where we're going. We're getting here into the pretty big numbers, and they've stuck with the Roman numerals now. And like, I'm not into the American football or anything like that. But you know, when the Super Bowl is on, you know, I'd flick it on and I'd see Super Bowl, and then the all these random flipping Roman numerals. And I'm like, what number is this? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's quite. True. I just wonder if you need to hit WrestleMania 36. Maybe you want to hear WrestleMania, the stage of the new star. But doesn't it? it just, just give a streak continues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania, Hunter's son wins the title. <laughs> Again, doesn't it? 
doesn't it lose something though taking the destroy the studio steve yeah, just <laughs> doesn't it doesn't it lose something though if you take the number away from it so if you suddenly go to wrestlemania the raging climax you know you you can't think that that was wrestlemania 15 or mm. wrestlemania or wrestlemania 2000 yeah oh, it's, or put the year I think they could get up to, like, WrestleMania 30 and say, right, that's enough. And the next year could be WrestleMania... Oh, do you know I can do the mass? WrestleMania 2014, then it's got a tag name. I just I just don't know if I need to hear 35, 36, 42, 43. It, I, for me, that... I'm, that shows yeah. it's dated. Yeah. But could you imagine, though, getting to something like WrestleMania 50 and having that centenary of it being the 50th anniversary of WrestleMania since they started it? I mean... All right, that's another 20, 23 years away, but that goes quick. I mean, you think it's 27 years yeah. this year as WrestleMania, so we're almost at the 30-year mark. You could still say this is the 50th ever WrestleMania. You could build each, you know, the big ones, as if you would your birthdays. Let's admit, to we, be honest, we celebrate 18, 21, 30. You don't really mention the other numbers in between. You, you've, got, <laughs> you've got a point, Steve, because you think about it, they don't, the, the Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, they don't say it's the 30th Royal Rumble or 28th Royal Rumble, that, but they, when they get to the big milestones, they do say that. But then WrestleMania is different because it is their biggest show of the year, isn't it? It's not like the Royal Rumble. It's, it's inbred now in our minds that WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all. It's the showcase of the immortal. And they've always said since day one, they've always, it's always been WrestleMania 1, 2, two 3, three four, 4. It's never five. been Survivor Series 1, Survivor Series 2. The, thing is, the problem we've got to look at now is because we're, we're trying to advance booking now. Because we don't know how this product's going to be in 15 Cena years' Cena will time. still be champion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been at WrestleMania for 21 years now. <laughs> He'll be in a wheelchair and somebody will just wheel him down the ramp <laughs> and then that, that'll be his entrance. <laughs> but no, I it'll, just... come, it'll come in on, on, that, on that zip line like Shawn Michaels did. Stair stairlift. I must say, I'm calling it now. WrestleMania 50 will be at Madison Cube Garden. Madison <laughs> Cube Garden. <laughs> God, and Bender will be there then. Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, well, um, that's all the questions we have. Obviously, guys, you know, a total wrestling show, a lot going on, a lot to cover. So, Alan and I would like to sincerely thank you for coming on, especially after doing a marathon recording that you just did um, this week. And obviously, for putting Oper Operation Retroshock on before um, Total Wrestling Show. So, Andy, I'll pass it over to you first of all, and then Dan, Steve, if you want to, once Andy's finished. Uh, the next person wants to go in with something to cover anything you want to promote uh, the floor's, floor is yours so once again thanks very much of course thanks thanks to you and, and Alan for having us on Operation Retro Shock I mean we love uh, partnering up with you guys and airing you before uh, the TWS live show um, much more to come uh, I think between uh, TWS and ORS but in terms of the show I mean we are live every Sunday night from 6pm at TotalWrestlingShow.com and we are the interactive revolution and we want all of our listeners and all of your listeners, anyone who likes wrestling, really spread the word and get in contact with us because this is where we want the fans' interactions, the fan hub, and we can't do the show without the listeners. So uh, get interactive. Come and join uh, the wrestling revolution. And remember, don't be a follower. Be a leader. We want to really hype something brand new that we're doing that no other radio show or wrestling radio show has done. We will be watching Raw on the 29th of this month obviously on a pre-record um, and we'll be sitting at 8 o'clock or 8pm Central GMT and we want everyone to join us the chat room will be open we'll all be doing a countdown together and then we all start Raw at the same time and we'll be doing commentary over the top of it and taking calls at the end of it also April 2nd is a big time for TWS they'll be linking up officially with Asda 
and we'll be doing the launch of THQ's WWE All Stars. Nice. Yeah, down in Bournemouth. Yeah, that's going to be at the main asset store in Bournemouth. Uh, more details on our website at totalwrestlingshow.com. Uh, one other thing, if, if we can, quickly nick another plug. Uh, Legacy, every month, um, is our show where we look back. Similar to you guys, but we look back at the retro side of professional wrestling, whether that's a superstar or a promotion or an event. Already done two, Shawn Michaels and Tough Enough. And this time, Legacy is being chosen by the listeners. So any suggestions, any requests, email us in at legacy at totalwrestlingshow.com. And... Uh, the invite's out. You know, you've had us on your show for WrestleMania. We invite uh, you and uh, both of you, Chris and Alan, on to Legacy to discuss uh, a topic, and uh, we'll return the favour. Any other thing we'd like to plug is maybe our Facebook group, TWS Live on yeah. Facebook. Just search for us, like us, tell all your friends. The Facebook group has grown so much since January. Please, please, please keep going. Uh, in case you forgot any of that, guys, we'll put it all in the uh, synopsis, both on Pop Culture Network and on our iTunes and Podbean feed. So all the links will be there for you to click on. Fantastic stuff from the guys. The shows every Sunday. They're obviously, as I just said, the Legacy Show. Uh, it's funny because I listened to the Tough Enough one you did, yeah. and then you've asked to borrow Tough Enough season one off me. So <laughs> yeah, so thanks for that, guys. You know, so I don't even get to watch it as my DVDs for tears. <laughs> um, but sincerely, we just want to thank you very much and uh, join us. After the break, folks, whenever we'll come back, and Alan and I will discuss WrestleMania 27 and our picks of who you will win and uh, other things as well. So join us after the break. Hi, this is Larry Candy, the voice of Lionel from Thundercat. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vince on Operation Retroshock. Thunder, 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 Thundercat. Oh! Hello, this is James Etock, and you're listening to Operation Retroshock. If you like 80s cartoons, and let's face it, how could you not, then be sure to pick up a copy of Serial Geek magazine, the glossy 100-page ad-free magazine dedicated to GoBots. And somewhat more importantly, He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc. Head on over to www.serialgeek.com. That's cereal as in breakfast cereal. Go there now and pick up the animation magazine dedicated to 80s cartoons. Go now. Mean Gene reminding you that WrestleMania is sweeping the nation. And right now, you can get great World Wrestling Federation merchandise at Toys R Us, including wrestling buddies from Tonka. How'd you like to hug the ultimate warrior? How'd you like to bonk Hulk Hogan? Or wrestle with royalty? in the Macho King, Randy Savage. Here's something I can really warm up to, an Ultimate Warrior slumber bag. What about the official World Wrestling Federation ring, an official World Wrestling Federation championship belt, and all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro? Right now at Toys R Us, when you buy World Wrestling Federation merchandise, you'll receive free autograph pictures of superstars like Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, and... Uh, and the Legion of Doom! Now you got the picture! Hey, you guys are perfect! Perfect! Sensational? Sensational? How am I gonna weasel out of this one? Weasel? Don't crush me! Crush! Don't smash me! Smash! Get me out of here! What a rush! We'll see you at Toys R Us! Hey guys, I'm Rob Bass from Not Mitten Box, and you're with Chris Vince and Alan Price, and this is... Operation Retroshock, only on the Pop Culture Network. The greatest legends versus the greatest superstars. 
chest. It's the greatest roster of all time. The capacity crowd stood on their feet out of respect and in awe of his presence. Only one man could inspire the overwhelming jubilation of the audience. Ain't no grave can hold my One man has thrilled fans for over a decade with the supernatural. Only one man stands tall as the standard bearer of the WWE. The last of the outlaws was back. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave. Can hold my body down. There ain't no grave. Can hold my body down. Just as the crowd was whipped into a cataclysmic frenzy, it happened. Time to play the game. Two twenty-one eleven also marked the return of. Time to play the game. Triple H. <laughs> Only the mighty majestic warrior would dare to upstage the phenom. Only Triple H could steal the spotlight. WrestleMania marquee hanging from the rafters. There was no mistake. This was the challenge of challenges. It was apparent the Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak of 18 and 0 was now more in jeopardy than ever before. 
WrestleMania will now be the battleground for the war of wars. Triple H, the king of kings, the cerebral assassin, the game. The Undertaker, the dead man, the phenom, the last outlaw. 2-21-11 will never be forgotten. Neither will April 3rd, 2011. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. I have to say thank you again to the guys for coming on and joining us for that. It was so much fun. It was unbelievable. Yeah, that hour and 20-odd minutes, like when we were talking to them, just went, it went so quickly. Hope it um, back you too. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did recording it. Um, just off air as well, just while we're here, we asked the guys as well if they would like to come on the show again. They said yes, so we probably will do another crossover with them in a couple of months' time. Um, probably do with either one of the big events. We're not sure what one yet. Um, it'll either be Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, or SummerSlam. Summer. Well, suppose SummerSlam will be around the corner, so yeah, we'll probably do SummerSlam then. It makes a more logical sense. Um, so we'll probably go ahead and do that there. Um, so uh, just again, thanks to the guys from Total Wrestling Show, TotalWrestlingShow.com. Make sure you go there, listen to their awesome stuff. It, or if you're in the US or in the UK and you um, don't have access to the internet readily available, you know, all the time, and they are on iTunes, you can get their feed um, there and just subscribe to them. And then the podcast, podcasts are a great way to stay today obviously that's why we are doing one yes um so what would you like to do first chris would you like to make the announcement or would you like to do our picks first um announcement as in what a certain man with a giant hand oh right okay well that's more a competition yes well yes. i'm saying an announcement as in announcing the competition okay so yes um we have a um copy of andre the giant um dvd um, courtesy from silvervision.co.uk um, which you can go there um, if there's any wrestling DVDs um, coming out that you're looking to buy uh, such as D-Generation X or Bobby the Brain Indian etc etc or, or the true story of wrestling yes exactly for pre-order so um, I've already qu- seen it as you already know so the question we have for you is obviously Andre the Giant fought Hulk Hogan at Wrestlemania 3 but who was Andre the Giant's manager at Wrestlemania 3 Yes. Well done. Yeah. So, if you know the answer, now this is a re- uh, region two, which is a PAL DVD. So, if you have a laptop that can play um, like DVDs from other regions, really, I heard or that stuff was witchcraft nowadays. <laughs> yes, or DVD players which are modified, such as mine is. Modified. <gasps> <laughs> Damn. Then you can enter our competition. So you can email us at Ventoman. That's V I N T O V I N T O. It's like bingo, but not. Uh, so that's Vinto <laughs> Vinto Man at popculturenetwork.com or 
Alan Price. A L L A N A L L A N, and Alan was his name. Oh, see, <laughs> you won't realize this, ladies and gentlemen, but during the entire segment with the guys from TWS, I have not touched any crisps, <laughs> any <laughs> sweets, or anything like that. Look. They are sitting Look. right beside. Yes, I see that. They Four jelly babies stuck together. And they're going in. They're <laughs> meeting up. The sweets and all are sitting right beside Chris Fint. They're within my reach, but I have withheld. That's a dirty lie. But he has basically been eating jelly babies the entire last segment, so he's a wee bit uppity. Stephen Sutton always keeps saying to me, Oh, jelly babies! And they're like, no. Well, if you want to know about jelly babies, you can go and purchase our jelly baby t-shirt <laughs> at the Operation Retroshock store at spreadshirt.co.uk. Yeah. Anyway. I have finished. Anyway, as Chris has not finished the Jelly Babies, we will uh, move on to give you our picks for this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, by the way, you see with the competition, um, you have this week that it goes out, which is the 27th, and WrestleMania. So, um, after... You said the 10th. The 10th, okay. 10th of April is whenever the competition closes. So, have your entries in by the answers. Alan Price, A-L-L-A-N. Price at PopCultureNetwork.com or Ventuman PopCulture Network. Just put your answer there. Simple. And then we will uh, pick the winner at random and then uh, get in touch with you and you can send us your um, your uh, uh, address. And we also may have another little item to put in there for you. As never well. know. You never know. Yeah. It's very It'll good. be some love from Operation Retroshock. <laughs> I'll put hope in there as well. Right. So WrestleMania 27. Will I go to Two and oh, or will Chris draw it up? Let's find out. Do we have to wait until WrestleMania twenty eight before we actually uh, go with the answers? Then mm, I don't <laughs> know how to answer that question. We'll find out later. Uh, We're so prepared in this show; it's unreal. Oh, that's why it's so good. Well, not to be cocky or anything like that. It's the sheer, <laughs> the sheer unnecessary sort of organization that we should have. We don't have, but. As uh, Peter Griffin once said, great kid, don't get penis Mm-hmm, yes. So, our first match of this year's WrestleMania, it probably won't be the first match, it'll probably end up going in after like the World Heavyweight we title or something stupid like that, is uh, Dolph Ziggler and Layla and Michelle McCool, so they cool, with Vicky Guerrero in their corner against... Nicole Snooky Polizzi. I don't know how to pronounce that surname, it's random. So Sorry, in other words, excuse me, is this going to be a Hall of Famer in like 10 years, a Snooky no, person no, no, or whatever? No. She's, the, she's the, you know, celebrity, supposedly, on this pay-per-view. Emphasis on tit, is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, the woman that is the inspiration for the character Cookie in TNA, because... You, if you put the two beside them, you'll realise why. It's the whole Jersey Shore thing. What um, is Jersey Shore? Some crap TV show <laughs> on MTV. Never watched it, never will. So it's kind of like the modern day uh, real world kind of thing then? I, I honestly don't know anything about it to tell you. Okay. So that's my answer. Muck! So it's this snooky girl with uh, John Morrison and Chris's... Uh, mm. She'd be there fancy Chris has a life size thing in his room of this person. Uh, the person is of course tough enough trainer Trish Stratus. Mm. Yum yum. <laughs> yum yum pig's bomb. 
<laughs> don't say that. But that is honestly a saying. You know, look it up. I just don't know why. I'm not looking up big bum or nothing. Right. So Trish Stratus, Snooki, John Morrison versus Dolph Ziggler and Leiko. Uh, Vicky Guerrero is in the corner of Leiko and Dolph. And supposedly just recently Kelly Kelly was added to the side of Trish Stratus, Snooki and John Morrison. So Chris, what do you think this match is going to be like, eh? I think this match, apart from obviously Trish Stratus um, and John Morrison, Dolph Ziggler, is going to be a train wreck. And I honestly think that at the end of this match, this is going to be where Kelly Kelly does her heel turn. Because really? okay. we haven't had a like a, since like WrestleMania, what was it, twenty? Whenever Jericho fought Christian and Trish turned mm. heel, we haven't really had like a turn, say. So mm. I'm not going for interference. I'm going to go for a heel turn. And Vicky's going to be doing something. Kelly's going to come in to like try and get her down, and then she's going to like spear somebody. Mm. She's going to spear Trish, or and then something like that. Yeah, but it'll probably be the emphasis on Trish, right? Because she'll be able to sell it better than cookie woman who'll probably just crumble or you know, snooky cookie, snooky cookie, whatever. It's all just horrible. Um, but I think there'll be a couple of high spots from Morrison and Ziggler. So I just. It's just a shame that it's not a one-on-one match between mm-hmm. the two of them. I think I think this will be a bit of a spot fest when it comes to Ziggler and Morrison. Mm-hmm. Because basically, they know fine ready this match will be the kind of lull period. Where everybody will think, oh, I'll go to the toilet here before the main events or whatever. Yeah. So, if John Morrison comes out here right at the beginning, first minute, and does something really insane, mm-hmm. those people won't want to go to the toilet. Yeah. They'll stay and think, oh right, he's going to do something... You know, crazier, so I'll stay. Through a ladder and Vicky Guerrero, perhaps. Amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I'm not sure on the whole Kelly Kelly heel turn at this point or not. I think it would be interesting, but I know they have... They, well, had been... They've been teasing the breakup of Lay Cool. Mm-hmm. So they had... It's kind of cooled off here in the last couple of weeks. But what I would like to see in the future is that I think Layla... She's, you know, she's doing fine here as a heel with Michelle McCool. Michelle McCool, to be totally honest, in the heel stakes carries her uh-huh. as that. But I think Lay Cool has to be, and I hate saying this, one of the best groups, you know, there when it comes to women at the minute because Layla has obviously Layla's improved so much when it comes to in ring ability since obviously she began because obviously she was a diva search. Yeah, well, Kelly and, Kelly has as well. Yeah. Because, like, what was she? She was a gymnast and then a model. Mm-hmm. Or Trish Stratus. Look how far she's come. From being just a ballet. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, I would love to see the fact of... And I, I remember predicting this, like, last year or something like that. Maybe not in the show or what. But that Kelly Kelly would become the women's champion within the next year. That hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see her get the chance. And I think a heel turn from Kelly Kelly is what she needs for that. Because mm-hmm. the whole idea, I think, was for Kelly Kelly to turn heel and join up with Drew. Yeah. Because that's kind of disappeared again, because where the hell's Drew McIntyre on TV no. at the minute? Nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would love to see Kelly Kelly go with Drew McIntyre and heel, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend thing. It would be very, very good. But coming back to the match, <laughs> anyway, um, I, see, I see it being Trish Stratus, Snooki, and John Morrison, because... I can't see them not putting the team that has the celebrity in it over, if you get me. Yeah, so you're going for Trish, Snook. And Jomo. And Jomo. Okay. 
and yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way because I, th- I think that I think the reason why I'm saying the heel turn thing is, is what better way for you to make an impact if you're going to be heel is saying like yeah no I'm, I'm completely understand you know that, like because yeah. she hasn't had a WrestleMania match before has she? Can well, I she was it? in that stupid women's battle royal. That yeah, well, she hasn't had like Kid Rock, but yeah, she hasn't really, really had like a match. So then she could say, "Look, my WrestleMania like Moment. debut, so to speak. You know, like I'm undefeated, and like you know, I'm undefeated. I pinned the five time or whatever, or you know, I helped, I helped um, Lakeul pin the five or six time women's champion." You know, like so. Now I'm a part of Lakeul or whatever. You would, know, she would so. be a fantastic addition to Lakeul. Like I think it would be amazing to have the three of them. Okay, well I'll go for Lakeul and Mr. Ziggles then. We already have a point breaker here in our first prediction. This yep, is, this is interesting. Um, next match on the list is Rey Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes. As you'll have heard in the last segment, it's one of those ones that is not being promoted really. You know, in your face sort of thing. <laughs> no pun intended. But it's under. <laughs> I didn't even think before I said that. Um, but it's going to be one of those ones that it's underrated, and then I think it'll surprise you. Yeah, really will surprise you because we mentioned the whole Ted DiBiase, Cody Rhodes, going the complete opposite directions you thought they were going to go. Um, obviously, in this match, Cody isn't by any means in a world title match or that sort of height but he's, this match can very much get him there because yeah. I recently I was watching Smackdown there last Friday and they were running an advertisement for the UK tour mm-hmm. and had a fatal four way match for the world heavyweight title it was Edge Alberto Del Rio Rey Mysterio and Cody Rhodes that's not bad so obviously yes you have the two matches yeah. in the fatal four way for the world title so obviously that's still keeping it mysterious for the UK fans and the fact that Alberto Del Rio or Edge could be the champion. Yeah. Obviously the picture at this moment in time has Edge with the title because mm-hmm. he's the champion, but you know keeps it open as to who will get it. But I I like the idea that Cody Rhodes can be propelled on yeah. from this match, um, and I think again we mentioned the fact that we talked through the last WrestleMania. This will be one match uh, I think I won't talk through. I'll be interested in seeing just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ray isn't as good as he used to be, but he may turn it up a notch at WrestleMania simply because, obviously... So, mm, now, that's, that's another point. Sin Cara, this new guy, the guy who used to be yeah. in Mystico, I wonder, could he make an appearance here? Not an, an interference point or anything, but maybe appear on the stage or something like that, and Mysterio has a wee look, and it's like, you know, old-looking, old new sort of thing. Dusty Rhodes comes out with him? Hmm... Well, Dusty Rhodes and all did the heel turn with Cody recently. Yeah, but then say Sin Cara was to come in as a heel. Mm. Say that he comes in, because obviously you have, you could build this up as like Cody Rhodes saying, you know, my face has been battered, you know, like I'm no longer dashing Cody Rhodes, you know, I beat you at WrestleMania, I've nothing to prove, I've got this guy here Mm. who, you know, like I've known from Mexico, or my dad has hired, and he is like my... He's like uh, my version of Rey Mysterio, but he's going to be better, and he's going to beat you, at, yeah. you know, whatever. And this could lead up to like a SummerSlam kind of. I could see that being good, but the thing I would say about Sin Cara is I honestly can't see them bringing him in as a heel because they're pushing him really hard. I haven't seen anybody promoted this 
well in the sense of obviously Alberto Del Rio really got shoved down everybody's necks um, but for them on WWE TV to show Sin Cara's his actual press conference yeah, for an unknown a complete unknown you know someone who's never been in WWE development or anything like that obviously he's went down for a wee bit of training and all that sort of stuff but obviously not for long because they're running his promos on TV but for WWE to do that with someone they obviously more mask merchandise sales basically next ray Mysterio when it comes to the merchandise um, never know he could make an appearance I'm not going to go with that as any way in the prediction or yeah. what um, I'm going to go for in this match Cody Rhodes I would like to see Cody Rhodes win it as well I'm gonna I would just like it. you know I think this would give him a huge not that I'm saying that he's you know, it would give his stock a yeah. huge lift. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you were to beat Rey Mysterio, I think like, I think his stock will go up whether he wins or loses. Yeah. But I think the win would be so perfect for I him. I think this will be very similar to the John Cena Miz match, mm-hmm. where you're going to have the older demographic cheering Cody Rhodes yeah. and the younger one cheering Rey Mysterio. Yeah, definitely. So you're going to have a let's go. Uh, you're going to have a let's go Rey, let's go Cody chant by far you know yeah. like that's going to be a big one but I would go for Cody Rhodes as well because um, I think also there's a point here to be made is raised you a loss at Mania because he's won his last couple of WrestleManias because obviously he beat uh, CM Punk last year mm-hmm. and then he had the squash match with JBL the year prior to win the Intercontinental title Yeah. so he's had you know a wee bit of a run here at WrestleMania mm-hmm. was, it the re- was it the WrestleMania prior or the WrestleMania before that obviously he won the world heavyweight title, so he's won. You know, he's won a lot at WrestleMania. Yeah. So he has in the past. You know, past five odd years. So mm-hmm. that has. So I think he could be due a so loss. So Cody then? for Cody, yeah. Cody. 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 Next match is Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Another match that has very, very good potential. Mm-hmm. By the way, does I didn't watch all of Raw. Does <laughs> CM Punk have a Nexus member in his corner? Not anymore, I think. No. Because okay. Husky Harris has been punted. Mm-hmm. Joe Hennig, Michael McGillicuddy, has been punted. David Tonga has been punted. What about the Mason? Oh, British? sorry, Mason Ryan. I can't remember. I think I actually skipped over that bit of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> I must apologise. But from what I've seen when I watched SmackDown is... They were saying the Nexus free CM Punk, so something must have happened. Yeah, okay. So that's what they're promoting as is it's just Punk. Punk is on his own. So that's the way it's going then. Um, Randy Orton is due a very, very good match here. And he's due a big performance. He is as well. due a big performance because obviously we mentioned Triple H versus Randy Orton was one of our big WrestleMania disappointments. Yeah. So it was having been post Michael's taker um, it didn't perform at all they even admit that mm-hmm. um, and then last year not that it stunk or anything but it's just not a match you would have wanted Randy didn't have to perform like he should to because he had two other guys in the match Yeah. so that kind of took away from Randy Orton nearly even though it was a legacy thing so with CM Punk there's very good potential if Punk goes out if anybody watched obviously the most of you probably will have the Royal Rumble this year um, the first two entrants were Daniel Bryan and CM Punk so again independent guys and them two 
set the house on fire at the beginning simply because they went out and they did what the sort of stuff they did at the independence just boom 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 yeah. boom if CM Punk can somehow get something like that out of Randy Orton this match could go down you know not you know not as a steamboat and all that sort of a match but it could definitely go down there as being one of the best of the last you know since 2000 sort of thing if you think of it like that okay so, so when it comes to predictions mm, this is hard this one I could see interference in. This one I could see interference in. Give me another minute. <laughs> okay. You have, a, you have a think as well. Okay. Well, obviously they're both great wrestlers, and, you know, Sam Punk had a good match, you know, last year, kind of with Rey Mysterio. But to have somebody of Orton's caliber in the ring, you know, like both with the same kind of, kind of style, almost, so to speak, you know, so... As you say, you know, like there could be interference of it, but I could see it maybe being interference, and then maybe CM Punk and his hand raised, mm. and then another referee coming down and saying no, it was Nexus free zone, and they interfered, so yeah. Orton should win, you know mm, that kind yeah. of thing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Punk. Right. In this, so I'm. Um, I just think that he's going to do something sneaky. Right. Whether he's whether they're going to do another, it's very similar to one of the matches that he had, and uh, Nexus weren't allowed to interfere, and that's whenever Mason Ryan came in, and then he got mm-hmm. the armband yeah. put on. Whether that same kind of thing happens again, yeah. I don't know, but I'm going to go for um, CM Punk. Radio, well, I've made my decision. Who are you going for? I'm going to go for Orton. Okay. Mix it up, mix it up. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Yeah. As a, this is kind of a wee joke point here, so it is, but Battle of, <laughs> Battle, Battle of the Entrance themes, if you remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. Cause when Randy, Randy was going to move away from, you know, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know, his first proper, yeah, before he had proper fancy theme. Obviously, yeah. he had his wee doodle you know, flipping I'm just brand new theme, but, you know, his theme around his evolution time mm-hmm. then he came out I think it was actually a UK show so it was, I might be wrong but he came out on a show with CM Punk's theme mm-hmm. obviously it was meant to be for him but CM Punk's theme and then he changed back to his old theme and then eventually got Voices mm-hmm. um, and obviously it's now Punk's theme so it's going to be really weird seeing either probably Randy will be in the ring first I would think maybe and then just seeing CM Punk come down to what was Randy's music no, I think Punk will probably be in the ring first because he always does that hand. It's clobbering time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Next match. The amazing match that I think will be the highlight of WrestleMania. Chris can guess where I'm going here. Is the special guest referee match with Stone Cold Steve Austin refereeing Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole with Jack Swagger in his corner. Excited? I'm terribly excited. I can make my prediction right here and now. One for the king. Okay. Simply, uh, it's it's whether I think he'll win or not. I, I'm just going for him because it's his moment. This is meant to be the blow off, I think, as well for Cole, mm-hmm. in the sense of they're like he's been a very good heel, and it's had the chance for all of us who have obviously hated Cole in the sense of not as a person but as a commentator. It's had the chance for us to hate him more as a character. Yeah. Um. But from the you know things swirling about the place they're planning for Cole to go back to his you know 
older role of just being an announcer than a character. So I think this could be the blow-off. And you could see Cole going off TV for a little while and a certain man with a top hat, well, cowboy hat, coming back for, you know, a while. And then maybe doing just... JR or JBL. JR. But maybe (laughs) just doing pay-per-views or something like that. Um, So I'm going to go for King Jerry Lala. With, oh, like sorry, with supposedly someone in his corner, but they might have pulled the plug. Jimmy Hart. Mm, but they might have pulled the plug on that because of Hogan and Bischoff. Well done, gentlemen. Well done, <laughs> Ruin. Jimmy Hart coming back to WrestleMania. Anyway, Chris, yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for King. I just have a feeling that Swagger's going to try and do something and Austin's going to stunner him. And he's going to turn around and Michael Cole's going to be all in Austin's face going like, you, it's my moment, my moment. And then stun her off and then Austin just look, you know, like Cole kicks him. Yeah, like tries to go close line him or something. Or something yeah. uh, like to go for the stunner and Austin just doesn't flinch. Yeah. He kind of like oh, smirks. Oh. He kind of like smirks. And at that, like Jerry like does his punch or whatever. Austin does his stunner. King does his punch off the top. And then I'd love to see spins. Jerry actually finally pull off the pile driver. I know it's not really allowed or anything mm, like that. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see him because if he was the pile driver, cool, it would be the perfect blow off because that would, you know, the, the, they always have played that the pile driver is dangerous, so it could put Cole out. Yeah, the perfect blow out. Yeah. So uh, that's the way to go for that one, in my opinion. Okay, we're both going king. King, it is our next match. Sorry, as I move. It's <laughs> Triple H versus The Undertaker. Over to you, Chris. Oh, I don't know. Whenever we're talking to guys in TWS, something came into my head. It's a no disqualification match, right? No hold bar, that kind of jazz, right? What if... What if... Shawn Michaels is referee or whatever, mm-hmm. and Triple H hits pedigree... Michael's just a fast count, and at that, they go out of the ring and they do the crotch chop, both of them, to The Undertaker. I can't really see it happening, but year on year, you just have to go with The Undertaker, and that's who I'm sticking with. I don't know whether it's going to be of The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels' calibre of matches. Uh-huh. Again, I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't think that will be the case. Like Randy Orton, Triple H is due a big performance. Because even his match with Sheamus last year wasn't very good like yeah but he, you know like Undertaker needs to take this out of Triple H very much the same way Triple H needs mm-hmm. to bring out a big performance out of Undertaker um, both of them have been out of the ring for quite a while now um, so they really need to bring their A game especially to Wrestlemania because yeah. this will be talked about like we've just done you yeah. know, for years to come so I'm going to go Taker right you're going for Taker yeah um this match, in my opinion, is going to be nowhere near the caliber of Shawn Michaels' Undertaker. It's as simple case as that. Um, it, I'm not saying it'll be a really bad match or anything like that. It'll be a great wee match, so it will. But the simple fact of obviously being no holds barred is there to protect Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because they didn't need that for Shawn. They didn't yeah. need that for his matchups with Shawn because Shawn could carry it. Shawn mm-hmm. could do his big fancy move, dives over the top or off yeah. the ropes or something like that. Whereas I see in this, we're going to see an appearance of a sledgehammer. 
we're going to see an appearance of chairs or something. There's going to yeah, whether an Undertaker probably whether Undertaker or tombstones, Triple H on the steel steps. Spanish announce tables going for one here. I think <laughs> you know, poor, poor Hugo. Hugo, you're not going to die, but it's going to be scary moments. Jake, Jake, we're going, we're going to die. Um, I can see that all happening because obviously that'll you know that'll take up time and all that sort of thing. So it'll you know stretch the match out. By all means, I think this match will probably go near 20 minutes. You know, it will probably because it's due to be one of the main events. Um, but I can't see anyone other than I was about to say Triple H there. <laughs> Other than the Undertaker winning here, because it just it, it makes no sense for Triple H to win here. Yeah. Um. And Triple H has said the streak shouldn't be broken, so that kind of spoils it. First of all, uh, when you watch the WrestleMania DVD, um. So it, it's going to be Undertaker. It's going to be Undertaker. Okay. Next match is The Miz versus John Cena. And obviously we have a little outside thing going on here right now. Whether the, it gets involved in this match or not is another question. Mm-hmm. We have, of course, The Rock is... I wouldn't I wouldn't say in a uh, way of butting into this, but in a way he is. He's making his presence felt. And Very much. He's. I wouldn't say overshadowing it, because he was overshadowing it up until when The Miz got involved. The Rock was overshadowing it until The Miz got involved, simply because obviously it was going, Rock seen it, Rock seen it, Rock seen it. It was nearly like what happened you know, in the Alberto Del Rio Edge storyline. Mm-hmm. But now because Miz has got involved in this, he's back in the forefront, because I loved the part of the you know Raw a couple of weeks ago where it's been Rock and Cena, Rock and Cena mouthing off, yeah. and then Miz comes out, he levels Cena and then just grabs the mic and turns to the screen and just goes hello Rock we haven't met let me introduce myself <laughs> yeah. you know I'm the Miz blah 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 and got himself involved and then this week past week uh, past week prior he comes out dressed as the Rock and goes to attack and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff so he's really getting into it now so I think it'll be interesting here from this point going forward just what goes on here in this point, whether Rock, like you, you know, hinted at, dons the referee shirt or what, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But we can all pretty much guess the Rock is going to get involved here somewhere. Yeah. Can't not. Um, it's, ugh, this is hard to predict this one because I want the Miz to win. This is like the Cena Batista match. Yeah. This this really is the Cena Batista match. Stop it, I'm going to go with the Miz. Okay. I'm going to go with the Miz. I'm going to join you. Cool. Because as much as Cena seems This isn't Cena hating, by the way. This is wanting the right man at WrestleMania to win. Yeah, the better performer, I want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, as the guys alluded uh, to earlier on, you know, like Andy was saying that Cena's entrances have been great, and I said that his matches haven't been. So I think the Miz... He isn't the greatest worker. Miz is going to be hunchback after this because he's got a lot of carrying to do, yeah. in my opinion. Um, so I just think that... Um, I just want to see him win. Whether The Rock comes in and lays a smack of down on John Cena's candy ass mm. and then kind of looks over as Miz pins him and kind of, once Miz gets built and walks off, uh, The Rock kind of looks down at Cena and this then leads to the build-up of... Mm, Possibly 20th, yeah. But let's see. So, both for the Miz there. 
and our final match as of the time of recording I doubt there'll be much other matches of importance really added you know there'll be maybe be a, a dark match here but that doesn't really count here um, our final match is of course Edge versus Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship I don't think this match is going to go on last I could see The Miz versus John Cena going on last simply because of the rock involvement um, and again like I've mentioned the fact that this hasn't had the greatest of build ups because Edge was distracted with other things and Alberto was just coming out and doing his you know my name is Alberto Del Rio but mm-hmm. you already know that WrestleMania is my destiny um, still fantastic stuff he is amazing on the microphone and I love the character to death because he explains that he says it's everybody I hated when I grew I was growing up in Mexico which you know it's the perfect thing to use and I don't like the comparisons between him and JBL yes there it is you know very 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 similar in the fact of he's very rich and he has he comes out in a car and all that yeah but it's not like saying that because he says you know like my name is you know Del, Alberto Del Rio but that's not like saying that he's like um, your man um, Alessandro you know uh-huh. Estrado Alejandro Estrado you know? yeah Armando Alejandro Estrada. Um, but definitely, like, Alberto Del Rio is, you know, a very, very bright spark for the future. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is the thing, is... I think if WWE hadn't got Sin Cara, this would have been very more clear-cut. And I think, from what I've picked up, Alberto Del Rio's been a bit, you know, peeved off with Sin Cara coming in. The fact of he knew that... Ray Spot as the token Mexican. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean token in a bad way. I mean you know the Mexican icon in WWE. Mexican mask wrestler. Yeah. The, as well, well yeah. the mascot for Mexico in WWE. Yeah. Was going to be him. Right. And now they've brought Sin Cara in, Mystico, who's going to basically be the next Ray. He's like, my spotlight's kind of not. It hasn't been taken away from him, but. The potential future big big baby face mm-hmm. has been taken from him yeah so whether he will go baby face at some stage in the future or not is to be seen but i can't see him turning face anytime in the near future it just all depends on what they do with sin Cara, whether he is basically just going to be a straight replacement for ray ray supposedly says on twitter he's not going anywhere for the next couple yeah, of years yeah. i don't believe that if he takes one more injury he's gone he can't come back. If he takes one more knee injury, he is gone. Because he's had an injury surgery five times. Something like that in his Yeah, because there's that ongoing joke we do about his theme tune. Like his old oh one. My you know, or no, the Booyaka Booyaka. Oh, my knee, Booyaka Booyaka. There's my cartilage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... Um, it's basically, that man's been more injured than flipping Ken Anderson. And he's been injured a lot. No offence to Ken Anderson, but it's true. Yeah, um, sorry, we've been focusing really, really on Alberto Del Rio here. Edge, Babyface Edge is. Mm, he does. See, yeah, Babyface Edge is very much like Babyface Randy Orton. To me, they just don't they go don't together. He's, you know, he was fine back in the day. Being even back in the day, he wasn't all much of a face. His run with the Rob Zombie song was when he was very much a face. Mm-hmm. Um, back with Krishna, he, there weren't very much faces. Um, we bit comedic when they were with Kurt Angle and all, but not yeah. not faces. 
Um, Edge here as a face since basically when he was facing Kane with the whole Paul Bearer thing. He was doing heel things. This is the thing. Kane was meant to be the heel in that, right? Uh-huh. But Edge was doing all the bad things that a heel would normally do. He was stealing Paul Bearer, kidnapping Paul Bearer. Well, you can't use the word torturing Paul Bearer. He was, you know, stuffing pizza in his face and throwing basketballs at him and that sort of a thing. And Kane was meant to be the heel here, but he was the one who was suffering. But you can still, see, but Edge is still seen as a face in this situation. Well, that seems to that seems to be um, the way it goes now. Is very much like the um, the face seems to be more heelish. You know, like it seems to do. Like the the face seems to push the envelope a little bit more. Yeah. You know, like Austin face would push the envelope a little bit more. WWE know, as a whole at the minute is pushing the envelope more with this PG thing because mm-hmm. Raw is becoming very much PG thirteen with the use of you know ass and Cena indicating the word blow me. Um, yeah, JR saying rat something or other. So it's really you know the boundaries being pushed, and I'm not complaining. So you know. But again, it's probably just because we're in the lead-up to WrestleMania, so they want to you know, push the envelope a bit. But back to in terms of this match, what I think is going to happen, I'm predicting Alberto Del Rio to win, because you have to think of it in this case. There's going to be a title change of some sort. One of the main titles is going to change hands, and if I've predicted the Miz to retain, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the title change in this match to Alberto Del Rio from Edge. Because Edge losing the title doesn't harm him. Far from it. Whereas Alberto Del Rio getting the title does so much more for him. Okay. What about you with that? Um, I don't. I honestly don't know. Obviously, you don't know as much about Alberto Del Rio because you haven't really been in the loop. Mm. Seeing the, you know, you've seen obviously the last wee bit of wrestling because of the Rock yeah. Mania, but you haven't seen a lot of Del Rio's main build. So you haven't. Um. It's just down to your preference. Are you going to go different? Or are you going to go... Well, I went for Edge last year and he let me down, so I'm going to go for Del Rio this year. So we've only two or three key matches here that we can go apart on. Yeah, CM Punk, Orton, and the opening match, that's it. Oh dear. And this is a bit... I thought we were going this, to be rebellious. <laughs> this is a bit lighter than last year's, because last year we had nine matches, and at the minute well, we, we did. only have the thing is, seven. We did it later last year. Mm, that's well, the only thing, whether there'll be another match announced... Even at, at the time of this going out, the Monday passed. This is being recorded on the Sunday night prior to you getting this. Um, it's it's a hard one to say, but I don't think we're going to get anything more important yeah. than what we have here anyway. Mm. So that's us. Well, I think the other match that we could get would be the core against Kane, Big Show, Diesel. That's the possibility. That would be. I think that would be cool to see. Yeah. Cool enough. Because that's the thing is, again, the tie titles hardly ever appear in WrestleMania. They appeared last year, but didn't appear the year before that or the year before that. Mm. Um, be nice, it'd have be nice th- to see. You'd have it something to do with if the tie titles were on the line, say it's um, Slater, Gabriel, and Barrett, or Jackson, right? So you have those three. And then Big Show, Kane, and Diesel. Mm, that would right? be, yeah. Say Diesel pins. Then obviously he has to pick a tag team partner, so he grabs a belt and he gives that mm-hmm. to one of them. Mm-hmm. First time ever in WrestleMania that the person winning gets to choose their t- their oh, tag team oh. champion. Yeah, you know? but we could go on all day here with possibilities and all that sort of stuff. But uh, that's us for today. I hope you have 
very much enjoyed this. Again, do not forget the competition. Yep, and if you do forget it, then next week, obviously the year 2002 wrestling uh, will be airing, and you will the competition, really enjoy it. The competition will. Yeah, I, I mean, it's times like this that I really want to talk more about wrestling, mm-hmm. especially this time of year. It's just that two th- the discussion with the guys there, uh, Total Wrestling Show, and the discussion we did to do with t- year 2002. I'm going to know the guys on Pop Culture Network, the forums, love their wrestling shows, mm-hmm. so you can't complain about getting a bit more wrestling, and here you're, you're getting a you know, two hours plus show, so hopefully that uh, ties you over for this week, and then you get another one the week after, yep. so... So as the guy said, don't forget to head up uh, Total Wrestling Show every Sunday, um, all the times and everything. Just go to TotalWrestlingShow.com, everything's there, the listen button, or type uh, Total Wrestling Show into your iTunes feed, subscribe to their podcast. Obviously, very much like our iTunes, their iTunes as well, make sure you leave feedback. Yes. Rate us if you think we're a five-star show. Please rate us and explain what you love. You're asking for a lot. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if you do, yeah, yeah. Think, I know. You think we're a three-star show or? Oh no, no, don't be doing that. No, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy enough with four stars. I'll okay. take four stars. Well, four stars, then you can obviously just, um, <laughs> you know, leave give me feedback there about what you enjoy about the show or whatever. And same with the guys at the Total Wrestling Show. Make sure you do that with them as well. Uh, it's been super fun talking to them about WrestleMania, and you know, like. Um, already the gears are in turning to do with um, something in the pipeline with them to do with our show and their show as well but we'll keep that much is underway in the planning room but again obviously go to the guys at TWS but also log on to popculturenetwork.com check out the store go on to the forums and obviously we've you know we've done this show we're not going to be able to you know, slip in your predictions or anything like that at this stage. You know, we'll maybe talk about them after the 2002 show or something yep. quickly at some stage. But by all means, go onto the forums and we'll maybe set up a thread. By all means, if we haven't got to it by you know the time of this going out, start up a thread and po- start posting your predictions for WrestleMania. I know we're not the wrestling section, but you know, yeah, go we'll even read them out and see um, who got the most right. You know, at that time and. Um, read them out and stuff on the show but obviously you know make sure you keep in contact with us at thintoman.popculturenetwork.com uh, or Alan Price A-L-L-A-N Price at popculturenetwork.com send us an email where you're enjoying about the show what you'd like to see on the show if you'd like us to get an interview with somebody um, a couple of interviews in the pipeline which kind of died down because we've been so busy yeah, with the likes of Doctor Who busy, like. Doctor Who and then the wrestling show so we will get to back to some st- some some senses normality soon enough but once we get invested in something we love talking about it so it's hard to get away from it yeah <laughs> but we hope you guys enjoy listening to it anyway so as Alan said go to Pop Culture Network forums make sure you're watching all that great stuff such as Not Mint and Box uh, Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk that new toy smell Toys. you know Master Universe Chronicles what's that show I don't know what this show a special ever yeah I'm sure to do with He-Man oh bummer <laughs> I joke, I joke. No, you don't. Can we go now? We can't go now. So, yes, thank you very much for listening. And enjoy WrestleMania, ladies and gents. Yes, because Retroshock Mania is running wild. Brother! <laughs> or sister! Dig it. Okay, alright. Well, uh, thanks for listening, folks, and goodbye. Peace!
Frame Mysterial slip whenever he comes out of the entranceway. That'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Ultimo Dragon! Fall in your arse. Yo, yo, check it! Check it! You can't see me! I'm about to spit something stupid, yeah! The Rock is rapping, he's totally gone soft, so now he needs to take this crap off! So let me get this straight. I make my historic return to Raw. John Cena, I said exactly how I feel about you. And what do you do in response? You rap to me? Last week, Rock showed the whole world that his ass is soft. He talked trash from his living room and wouldn't take his glasses off. What, he couldn't afford a plane ticket? Or rent a helicopter? No, see, Rock chose to stay home and read off a teleprompter. And once again, I'm standing here. And where's The Rock? He must be misplaced. I get it. I'm a fruity pebble. You're a yabba-dabba disgrace. I made him angry. That's not what I was in it. I didn't want him to seem hurt. So to make amends, I actually went out and bought The Rock. Brand new t-shirt. Rock. Make them chant your name. Raise an eyebrow. Give us all a fun night. But don't ever call me out again, dude, because that's bringing a knife to a gunfight. Cena, Cena, Cena. You like to rap. Well, try this one on for size. The Rock, John Cena, Macho Man and Liz, Stone Cold Bret Hart, they're nothing compared to The Miz. Introduced. I'm the Miz. And if you have the guts to show up to Raw or WrestleMania, I will take your 45 catchphrases, your little eyebrow, your father. 